This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. On Ron Dog. Ron Dog. Ron Dog. Serious XM. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99. What would you say to young people? The definitive baseball book, fun baseball book, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We jump into the five. It's the five. Now, I remember being a kid, anytime that they would tell you you had to do that book report or make a speech, it would always be on a on a sports book, 100% of the time. Dude, I was obsessed with Mickey Mantle as a child. I got, I made my parents give me the Mick, buy, buy Mickey Mantle with Herb Gluck, and I just wrote anything that, I need to report, this is what I should do it on. Right. I loved it. Well, here's the thing about when you read one of those books, because those are actually written for children, you know, Yeah. Um, that you know they're a lie now. You know. <laughs> yeah, this, this is propaganda. <laughs> this is Mickey Mantle propaganda, and I loved it and bought every line of it. I was the same exact way, I, uh, but... Um, a Pete Rose book when I was a kid <laughs> and obsessed over every single thing. And basically, it was a whole book of people telling him that he couldn't do it and then he did it. <laughs> the entire book was that. But we're going over these. Uh, I'm going to throw one out right off the bat. Is um, It's called Catcher in the Rye, which is kind of a ridiculous... Name, Love it. But done by Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. Now, Bob Euchre, you know him from Major League. I think he even had a TV show. And he used to do the Old Miller Light commercials where like, must be in the front row. You know? Uh, but he was always one of these after-dinner speakers. And he was a terrible baseball hitter. He only hit about 200, 201 lifetime. <laughs> but he was a catcher. Knew the game very well and was really dry, really funny. I mean, as funny as a comic. He would go on the Carson show and kill. But I remember uh, reading this book and just fucking howling because they're just great baseball stories. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Carl, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, hey, Ron. Um, I'm reading a book right now called uh, Baseball in the Middle of Everywhere by a guy named Lucas Mann. Uh-huh. Not a guy who spends uh, a summer with the Clinton Lumber Kings, which is a single-A team out in Clinton, Iowa. And it's really, really interesting. Just you get a little bit of the feel of the local flavor of that area. It's really kind of, you know, a Midwest town that's hit on hard right. times. And then you got the players who are like, you know, they're in single-A. they got a long climb up the ladder up to the majors. So they're basically like boarding in people's houses at that level? Oh, yeah. It'll be like four Venezuelan guys like on mattresses on the floor of a tiny apartment, or they're living with host families. And, you know, you know, the guys kind of know who's got the big signing bonuses and who's a 23rd round pick and really has no chance. And, you know, but they, then they got to work as a team to try to win as many games as they can in, you know, this tiny little town. Uh, what's it called again? It's called uh, Class A, Baseball in the Middle of Everywhere. I'm going to actually look this one up because I don't know this uh, book, but it sounds great. Thanks, Carl. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Talking about baseball books, um, 
that are fun just to have around all summer long. Uh, for me, Chris Stanley, reading Ball Four, I uh, thought was the great uh, Yankee book. Um, this was Jim Bowden who did this. Might have been off the 1969 or 1970 season, and he kind of kept it as a diary. And he was having a rotten year. Uh, I remember he was bringing up how drunk the Mick was. Yeah. Um, the fact that they did speed every day. Um, baseball groupies, which I swear to God, before I read this book, I did not. It never occurred to me that you could get chicks through playing baseball. It's an eye opener. Uh, and it would always be like, you know, chicks that didn't have any panties on that would be sitting there. Um, trying to get the guy's attention. Uh, and I remember thinking, and everybody was mad at him. He was basically blacklisted out of the game. Um, nobody went to have anything to do with him. They call him a traitor. Uh, Bowie Kuhn, who was the commissioner of baseball, asked him to come back and admit that he had fabricated this story. He was supposed to call a press conference to say my diary is a lie. Though this happened. And the weird thing was, if you were a kid and you read this, you wanted to be a baseball player more than ever. <laughs> of course. It's fuck, it's a non, it's a party. It's like, or you have your like childhood dreams or whatever. It's rock and roll is what it is. Yeah, and then you grow up and you read this like, wait a minute, baseball is just as good now as an adult. There's still there's adult yeah. things also to fucking love. <laughs> right. You're not going to live like a little kid. <laughs> yeah, feed your little kid dreams at the same time of adult fun. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, give us a call or put these up on the iBank under the five. These are the baseball books that kind of turned you uh, on as a kid. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Nate. Nate, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, I remember I was 10 or 11 years old, and my mother, uh, I don't know, she went away for, like, a business trip or something, and then she bought me this book. She'd go away, and she'd buy me books. So she bought me a book called Baseball Confidential, and it was along the same lines as all four. It wasn't nearly up in the same league as Jim Bouts' mm -hmm. book. But it was just, you, I could tell when I read page one that she had not even opened it up to look at what was inside. She just got your book because it said baseball on the cover. Correct, and it was the most foul, obscene book I had ever read, and it was the funniest thing. It was the funniest shit. It was nothing but baseball stories told by everybody in the major league in the nineteen in about the mid nineteen eighties, and it made major league baseball look like a giant fraternity house. It was nothing but pranks. There was uh, stories about uh, catchers and batters and catchers talking shit to each other uh, when they were when batters would go up. And who was the best at it? And it, it, I remember there was one story about Earl Weaver and how he'd go out and just tell he, how we talked to umpires. It, it wouldn't even be about the game. It would get to the point where he was so fucking angry that he just just. There was always a thing with Weaver. They said that they would not throw him out until he used the word cocksucker. For some <laughs> reason, that's something an umpire just cannot stand. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Here's Louie in New Jersey. How you doing, Louie? Doing good. A million bucks, Ronnie. You too, pal. Uh, best baseball book out there. 
that I've read. It's uh, Joe. You could have made us proud. It's all about Joe Pepitone. Oh yeah. And, yeah, how he he led, he led a wild life out there in the Bronx. Well, Joe Pepitone. Uh, by the way, if you're a kid and you want to read a baseball book, about 50% of them are Yankee books. Yeah. I'm just like, is there any other team? Look. Did anyone ever write a book about the Gas House Gang? A lot of characters. Um, it was. No, sorry. But uh, wasn't director- Pepitone the first, like he was more of the modern, was he the first guy to b- bring a hairdryer into the dugout? Or into the clubhouse? Oh, absolutely. He was the, he was the Joe Namath of the Bronx. Yeah. So there, this is this is what you could do to be scandalous back there is have a blow dryer, <laughs> and weird. the sports writers were totally weirded out by this uh, whole thing. Um, there's a Doc Ellis book, and uh, it's great because obviously we all know that Doc Ellis is the first guy that says he threw a new header. No hitter while on LSD, but if you go back and read the book, he was only playing a couple of years after the civil rights thing. So, and then you know, in the seventies, people were getting money for playing baseball, you know, decent money, and people were furious to see a black dude with cash. It's hard for us to believe That's bizarre, that it's man. not that long ago, and you know, people would yell stuff out for him. Now, here's a great baseball book. Um, that isn't about a player, but an owner and a front office guy, and that's Vec as in Rec. Um, this is a, a Bill Vec is now most people will know this if you read any of the books. He was the guy who put the midget in the game just to take a walk. So we went out, hired a fucking midget, this tiny little guy. Then the guy crouches down. And he gets the automatic walk so much that they had to make a rule about it that you just couldn't bring people in off the street. They'd have to have some kind of background. That's awesome. Um, but he owned, for some reason, he owned the White, uh, White Sox twice. I think he owned the Cleveland Indians. He owned the uh, St. Louis uh, Browns, I guess, even before the Cardinals. I think those are the teams. He's the guy who came up with the idea of putting the names on uniforms. Names did not used to exist on uniforms before he came up with this great idea like, hey, maybe that'll work out. He came up with Ladies Night. Um, he was the guy who came up with the exploding scoreboard. Uh, the reason why, why you know, people will sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game at the seventh inning. But he also was the guy behind the Disco Demolition Night uh, on Dollar Beer Night or whatever it was. Um, really, really interesting stuff. And really well read by guys running minor league franchises because they still have to think of all these, you know, great ways to get people in inside the uh, building. Hey, Dan, Dan, you're on the Run of Fed show. Uh, it's actually Bambino. How you doing, guys? Hey, what do you say? Yeah, you beat me to the punch with Vecas and Rec, but I got two other good ones for you. The first one is. Um, oh, wow. Uh, Robert Creamer's Babe, The Legend Comes to Life. This mm-hmm. is the, uh, the biography of Babe Ruth. I could always read a Babe Ruth book when I was a little kid or today. Give me a Babe Ruth book, and I'm in. And uh, now that's put me on the spot, I've forgotten. Well, what the well go back to the Vec thing. What was it that you liked about that? 
Oh, well, I, first of all, I'm a Cleveland fan. I grew up in Cleveland. The fact that he owned the Indians, but the man was just a monster. The exploding scoreboard, the midges up the bat, the fact that he tried to move the Browns out of St. Louis, and the league actually refused to let him move. They actually wanted to bankrupt him because they didn't like his antics. They forced him out of baseball and then let the team move to Baltimore. I mean, they, they just, every, every little innovation he tried to do, the league was just up in arms about it because the corporations were moving in and buying the teams. And he was the last old school family owner that, you know, operated the teams on his own little budget. So it was just interesting to read all, all about his struggles and the cool little things that he tried to do. And it was just a lot of fun. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, here's uh, Lorenzo. You're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie. One of uh, actually my favorite baseball book was uh, The Boys of Summer, uh, all about the Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, just a really good book showing uh, how it it's was a great one. Up to be a fan and all that. It was just a great book. Uh, here's uh, Paul. Paul, you're on the Run and Fed show. Hey, Ronnie B. Have you ever heard of a book called The Empire Strikes Back? Sure, Ron. What's his last name? Luciano or something? Yeah, Luciano. I read it as a kid, and then I went back and read it just the last couple of years. It was out of print, so it's hard to find, but it's a great book. And it talks a lot about Earl Weaver as well. Yeah, it was a really... Uh it was a really funny one, and I used to know a bunch of the umpires when I lived down in um, in Florida. And um, it's a weird life. They're really not, they kind of, when they go town to town, they're kind of on their own, what? and they don't get along with any the players, any of the baseball players, because it all kind of... You know, comes back and forth with them. That's so weird. I never it's thought. It's real strange. I, I thought it was like a fraternity of fucking umpires. Then I knew one umpire. He used to come out to uh, G. David Howard's comedy club every night. The other umpires wouldn't even be nice to him. So he basically was on his own. I think he was a scab umpire that had w worked up. But then later he came out as the first gay umpire. And... Uh, he didn't have a friend in the world. Not a fucking friend in the Just world. Ostracized. He used to sit at the yeah. He used to sit at the bar, uh, you know, at this comedy club almost every night during spring training, because there was no one else to fucking hang out with but us. And we'd all be like, uh, "Tell us again when uh, you would see Joe Moore." You know, just fucking being stupid as shit. <laughs> but no, didn't have uh, never um, had a friend in the world. Rob in the Hamptons. You're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ronnie B., uh, I don't know if you were aware of this, but Vec also made his players wear shorts during part of uh, a season like 30 years ago. Yeah, I do okay. remember. Yeah, there was a the weirdness of, yeah, bring Dan in, uh, of just bringing this up. Now, I will um, give someone else to dive, somebody to talk to. Um, here's uh, Rasha in Illinois. How you doing, man? Rasha, you're on the Run of Fest show. Doing great, man. Hey, uh, John Feinstein is my favorite sports author, and he just came out with a new book about the minor leagues. I believe it's called Nobody Knows Your Name, and I've got it ordered. And uh, this guy writes great books. Isn't it weird now that the new books are about minor leaguers instead of major leaguers? Well, this guy followed like a colonial league. You know, the football teams like Lehigh and, and uh, Lafayette. For a, for a season, wrote a great book on them. He followed he followed the pro caddies on the tour around one year, 
wrote a great book about them. The John Feinstein. Love the guy. All right, thanks, thanks. dude. Dan Soder just dropped in. How you doing, pal? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? We were, uh, you know, we were just sitting here talking about baseball books that you read as a kid. Oh, I was, I was all Matt Christopher growing up. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's my, that's uh, that's my age. Matt Christopher. It was like the only thing I would read as a kid. And just read these weird kids sports books. Yeah, we were just talking about these. They don't exist outside of kids' world, you know, and they're written for you. And you're just—it's the first books that you fall in love with when oh, you're young. I mean, you really care. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be really great if they threw some dark shit like in kids' books, like yeah. steroids, conflicts, and never like, shows up. <laughs> they're just all good fellas. Yeah, the womanizing. Yeah, you're like touchdown for Tommy. Turns out he's banging half the cheerleading <laughs> squad, and he's got a coke problem. Yeah, like, that's why. This guy's putting up 200 yards a game. Uh, yeah, kids' sports books. Or I was I when I walked in, I heard you guys talking about sports, uh, baseball umpires, which that has to be the shittiest life. It's awful. I don't know why you would pick that. It's like tax man and umpire. Right. No one's gonna like you. Well, no one pays any attention to you until you make a mistake, <laughs> yeah. and then everyone in the fucking stadium is on your shit. I, I wonder how many death threats, on average, umpires get. Oh, yeah. I think they have to go out of their way not to let anybody know where they're staying and all that kind of shit. They're like celebrities, but of the shittiest kind. Yeah, right. No one wants to fuck them or do drugs with them. They want them to die. Yeah, no one will ever uh, brag I blew an umpire. Um, <laughs> That's my sister. She's got a thing for umpires and drummers. <laughs> it's like her uh, fetish. Here's a uh, great one. And to me, one of my all-time favorite players, uh, it was called uh, I Ain't an Athlete Lady by John Cross. Oh, dude, and he's the best. What happened with Crux, he, the story was, he was sitting there, I think it was even at a signing, and he was eating a steak, drinking a beer, and smoking a cigarette, yeah. all at the same time, mid-season, and the lady goes, this is terrible for you to be in front of kids like this, you know, you're an athlete, and he goes, I ain't an athlete, I'm a ball player, yeah. and it's really true. That's like uh, that. That was back in the day. I just loved that shit. Like that really, to me, was like I romanticized that maybe yeah. because I I was born in the fleeting era of that when yeah. like athletes that was their job. It, they weren't millionaires. They were just right. like paid pretty well. Yeah, they were paid paid more than other people. Yeah, but they weren't like insane. Right. It wasn't the nineties where everyone got millions. It was like yeah. Like, I always joke, like, football players back when they had to sell air conditioners in the off-season. Yeah. That's like old, you know what I mean? Like, these guys were animals. Well, you, you know, I mean, you're going back to, like, Pete Rose Yeah, did. He was, like, a car salesman. Uh, some of these guys would be bartenders. I would have to sit there and, you know, take tips while guys were saying, I don't believe that you lost that game yeah, to the Cardinals. Bullshit. That two-run shot you hit against the <laughs> Orioles? I had money on that game. Uh, that was a double vodka with orange juice. You never made a cocktail before yeah yeah that's got to be like i think that's what kept them in check well it was and they said back then too that they would be friends with the sports writers because they all made about the same money yeah you know uh but now you know jeter lives in a castle and there's no the sports writer is still making you know thirty five thousand a year. Yeah, he's he's not in, not going to identify with him. He's in Poughkeepsie, just his wife screaming at him. He's the blogger. Stop writing about the Yankees. <laughs> he's like, it's my love. You're never home. Yeah, I got You're never home. To follow the Jeter mobile from the Bronx to his estate in Manhattan. Uh, this was also one of the really great ones. 
uh, really about when baseball was really nuts, and that's the Bronx Zoo. Oh, I think you're going to say the Bronx is burning. Uh, no, the Bronx is burning is a I great one, too. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Um, but the Bronx Zoo was Sparky Lyle wrote it. Now, this is how crazy Steinbrenner was. Sparky Lyle wins the Cy Young, and the next year he's sitting on the bench because they got Goose Gossage. Yeah. Reggie Jackson is on the fucking team. Billy, Billy Martin. Martin is getting fired and rehired. You're hired, you're fired, you're hired, you're fired. Just crazy days. Yeah. That was awesome. I mm-hmm. I grew up not grow, growing up away from the East Coast and growing up away from the Yankee fandom. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to go and like uh and re like just like kind of discover the history of the Yankees and you're like this guy was fucking nuts. Yeah. Cuz I grew up with the San Francisco Giants and the LA Dodgers, so that was like the rivalry I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to the East Coast and East Coasters love to uh discredit West Coast baseball. Right. They're the first to be like, my buddy who's from Boston's like, that's not a real rivalry, Giants and Dodgers. I'm like, they moved across the country to keep that rivalry going. <laughs> yeah. They hate each other. If you've been to a Giants-Dodgers game, there is no... Well, they no, kill each other. They, yeah, Brian Stowe got beaten half to death. Yeah, but the weird thing is, if you think about that, that used to just be a borough rivals. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you would get on the subway, <laughs> go to the polo grounds, and play ball. Yeah. Three of the big league teams, out of what, 12, were in New York City. Then you had, away from each other. Yeah, then you had Philly, D.C., and Boston all short trips after that. Yeah, and the, the, I think the longest one is probably Chicago, right? Chicago and St. Louis were the West Coast kind of trips. <laughs> like, look, I gotta take a train yeah. out to Chi-Town. We're gonna be gone for a couple days. It's a crazy road <laughs> yeah. trip. It's How, a- and then they would have like their own train. You know, like the babe had a train car that was his. Yeah. That must have been like having a private jet that's in those baller. days. Yeah. I think that's even cooler than having a private jet yeah. now. You're running on coal. You're running on real fossil fuels. Yeah. Burning it to the next game. And then he's back there making ribs. He's just fucking <laughs> cooking ribs in a train car. The second that baseball players stop smoking, I think it lost its true. I like I like the thought of a guy ripping a Marlboro in between innings. Well, you know, after a while, they got to the point where they would try to step into the dugout and just yeah, (laughs) while there was smoke. Something happened. Who was the uh, Who was the Pirates pitcher that threw the perfect game? Or uh, he threw that's uh, Doc um, on acid. Yeah, that's Doc Ellis. That's right. And he now some people said it wasn't, but we talked to him once on the phone after this when I was doing, and he said to us, and you'd have to trip to know this, to, <laughs> yeah. but he said that the hardest thing for him was getting the ball back from the catcher, <laughs> because sometimes it looked like a balloon, and sometimes it looked like he was throwing a pee, yeah. and we just <laughs> fell on the fucking ground. <laughs> I can't imagine tripping your balls off standing at the pitching mound like, oh boy, Oh boy, you're not even afraid of the pitch you threw. Well, he didn't know that he was going to play that day. Somebody got scratched, and he thought to himself, "I'm going to be out in the bullpen on a nice day. Why not just drop acid?" What else <laughs> going on? And then he heard his name come up. That's got to be the scariest. You're just tripping. It's starting to set in. Well, everyone talks about it like, oh, he pitched a no-hitter. Can you imagine? Do you think he didn't pitch a perfect game? He threw yeah. like 12 walks in that game. <laughs> <laughs> and the weirdest thing is there's no... It wasn't on TV. Yeah. It wasn't on TV, so we can't go back and watch. Yeah, beat writers just describe it. Um, but that would be the only times 
that I would go, like, I'd watch that game over and over and try to pick it apart if I could. Easily. And you know what you think about it? Him throwing, it was probably, when they don't talk to the pitcher, it was probably better for him because he was probably out of his head already that yeah. he wasn't concerned about giving up a hit. I would definitely ask that at least on the PA they play some music. Yeah. I got to have something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to. Does anyone have any yes albums? Yeah. Just something to settle me in, not too aggressive. I went to the Pirates game, and I don't know if this is a new thing, but they're just playing Jefferson Airplane <laughs> the entire game. And I think it just the pitchers were really responded well to it. Yeah. I uh, I did the Dream Week stuff where you go down and play with old players, <sighs> and they are seriously some of the funniest fucking people I ever met in my life. One of my favorite YouTube clips is uh, George Brett talking about shitting himself. Yeah. Shit myself last night. <laughs> it's the way he says it. I'm like, God damn it, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, actually, Johnny Collison told me a story about when Rusty Stubb shit himself <laughs> with the fucking Mets, and he said he was running, he catches <laughs> the ball, and as he does it, he shits himself and just keeps running straight into the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't does break stride. Beautiful. Yeah. And there's the catch, and he's going all the way to the dugout. Okay. Now, I'm hearing this from a guy that, at the time, must have been pretty well into his 60s, and he can barely stop crying. Yeah. He's laying on the ground, he's laughing, He's, and I'm like, you just never grow up if you get to hang around the game. You no. know, You stay a little kid. It's just, I was always so bad at baseball when it got real. Mm -hmm. I got beaned by a pitch in my ribs when I was like nine, when kids started throwing. Yeah. When you graduate to kids throwing, and this one kid could throw heat. Because right. he was long and awkward, and he put one right in my ribcage, screwed baseball up for me, playing baseball for the rest of you my life. You were done, just like, oh, you can get hurt oh, playing man, this. man, I got jacked in the ribs, and I was like, yeah. fuck. That. I made that, that first try to breathe, that, <gasps> and I was like, I'm done. That was it. That was baseball leaving my body. When uh, I remember like the first time we were playing Little League, uh, kid on my team, and a fucking ball comes in. He was throwing it pretty good. And the kid steps out, and he yells at the pitcher, Slow it down! Because <laughs> that's what he was yelling in the neighborhood. Yeah. And all the parents were laughing, and we are like, Yeah, you ought to slow it down, dude. That's fucking coming in pretty quick. I'll never be able to hit that. There was this kid in our little league named Tremaine Rice, and he was one of those kids where he was like 6'2 when he was 11. Yeah. And he threw fucking heat because the mound's closer right. and he's a full size and he had no control and I asked my coach if I didn't have to bat I was like can I not bat and he was right. like what are you talking about and then you just hear one of those balls hit the cage and you're like yeah that's what I'm talking about this guy's yeah. gonna take my fucking head off I don't want to be in there that's yeah. when you know baseball wasn't in your future yeah I would much rather when I started playing football I enjoyed it way more which is way more violent of a sport but I was like hey at least I'm not gonna get hit by a tiny hard ball in the ribs did you, uh, did you see any the Friday Night Tykes uh, show where the eight and nine-year-olds play? No, and yeah. everyone's told me to see it. Is it on demand? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, regular uh, Time Warner uh, on demand should be. It's yeah. Esquire TV I will rip channel. through that. Yeah. I will watch that. I will probably watch it all night tonight after my sets because I'm fascinated with two things. Yeah. Little League football I find hilarious and number two, aggressive parents that push shit on their kids. Right. I find it to be the most interesting where you're like, what are you living out through your children? Yeah. In a sick, fucked up way. 
The weirdest thing about this, this is eight and nine year olds, yeah. and these kids would have fucked up the kids that I played with. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're running tre- so many fucking plays. They treat our big like play was our big play was off tackle. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't remember off tackle? Yeah. And if you got fancy, they they taught you what gaps were. Yeah, where they're like twenty four yeah. off tackle, and you're like, well, that's the right side. Yeah, I'll just go to that side. You know, I read an article in Rolling Stone about all the head injuries that are starting to come out with football, and yeah. they're saying these eight and nine year olds are hitting each other with the same velocity that college D1 athletes are hitting each other. They're and saying that the, the, the impact of these two kids hitting, you might as well be two D1 athletes just smashing into each other. Well, I also remember at that age that they had done a, a piss-poor job of fitting our helmets. So you would oh, really yeah. rattle around inside that fucking helmet. And your face mask was about four feet away from yeah. your face. And you get little fists. In. <laughs> like, you learned about a fumble real quick when I could just have hands come in my face. But the, but the funny thing is the coaches... They in their heads when they're on the show, you see that they're locked in as if they were coaching older kids. It's sad. They they could not be more serious about this. Yeah, it, that, I mean, in that sense, you're like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, these are children. There's something mentally wrong with you. I don't really. You're gonna bust their ass about running a soft cover too. They're <laughs> nine. They don't even know what their penises do yet. Yes, their penises haven't been used for anything fun. They haven't even turned on, like, the, the factory, that part of the factory hasn't even been opened yet. <laughs> right. And you're like, God damn it, if we run a heavy wolf blitz on the left side, I need you collapsing, even if it's a crack block. And you're like, I think Santa's a real guy. Yeah. <laughs> they just fucking, I'm, I'm so excited for the show now. It uh, well last night they did the bringing everybody back and how did you deal with the firestorm? Because I'm going to give you a spoiler alert here. Yeah. Two of the coaches are suspended from the league. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, even at the beginning of the season, guys are coming off suspensions, like entire teams for cheating. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I am really. You guys are really doing a well, good job going of building the show up because for us. this is Texas, it's San Antonio, so they're going out of their way to, you know, making sure some of the kids are in their district that may or may not belong there. And this one kid, and down there they we played like weight leagues, sixty five, yeah. seventy five. Do, do you they, have the patches? Yeah, they play age down there, uh. so you could be nine. And there's an offensive lineman that's got to be one hundred twenty five, hundred thirty pounds at nine. That's cr- that's a three hundred pounder if, yeah. if you're an adult. And his father said that he had the kid in the mall when he was three, and people were coming over, going, "Listen, you're going to want to play ball with him in a couple of years. Here's my card. Get in touch with us. We can make things happen. That, is... that fat boy's going to go places." <laughs> hey, I noticed your kid's a lump of shit. Uh, how do you feel about him playing guard for my little terrors team? It's the toddlers and tiaras for boys. It is exactly that. That's it's what it is. One hundred percent that. Where the parents want something that is the the odds. It's almost like saying, "I want my kid to hit the lottery." What do I got to do? Or it's 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 even more saying like, "I'm willing to sacrifice my child's mental and physical health so that I can have a little bit of fame that I never got." Well, I think the worst thing about aging is going, I could have done things differently. So now I'm going to take this little me and make it happen. It's, you see that you see that with uh, sp- children uh, whose parents put them in sports, and you see that with women who realize they're losing their looks too late. Like right. when they're in the, like, the early 40s and they're still bitches, and you're like, hey, you can't be, you're not hot anymore. Right. Stop, like, yeah. stop trying to fuck your daughter's boyfriend. It's just uh, <laughs> it's not where you need to be. Um 
Dan Soda sitting in with us. Last time I saw you was that Voss and yeah, the Bonnie live show. You came in and crushed it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was the live. My wife hates me, uh, and it yeah. was that was awesome, dude. You being the uh, the relationship therapist was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was a lot of fun down there. Bonnie and Rich make me laugh so hard. Well, they're really good. You don't want to say this to them. They're so good together. You're jealous of their love. Yeah, that you're going like, do you guys think you should even be out working separately? Because you want to just keep working on this thing. You know what's really weird? You think about that. In this day and age in comedy, there's not a uh, husband-wife duo. And you look at those two and you go, you would do it and no one would think it would be hacky. Everyone right. would be on board with it if you were on stage at the same time. Because they play off each other so fucking well. They don't even need material. No. They have enough pent-up things that they're frustrated about. But you look at the Stillers. You look at... like. All right. these great comedic teams back in the day, husband and wife teams, and they don't that doesn't exist anymore, and it should exist with Rich and Burns Bond. Burns and Allen were so gigantic, and the great thing about them was he wrote both sides. Yeah. She was just basically an actress, well, and he used to sit there as people would come over after the show, like agents, going, you're the funny one, let's yeah. get you away from your husband. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and uh, in that case, I hope it'd be Bonnie writing. For <laughs> <Richard> Bonnie. <laughs> But, but yeah, that was a uh, that was a real fun night, and uh, that was hilarious, man, watching you guys. I actually know some uh, a friend of mine has been asking about you. No, I don't know whether she's in South America now. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, then maybe she's just got a thing for you f from afar. Oh, I appreciate it. Mm. I, I like having I like knowing that people in South America. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. My no. girlfriend will love to know that. Too. Yeah. Let's keep this between us, all yeah. right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to Brazil for a show. It's <laughs> exactly where she is. Yeah, I'm gonna be exactly the place. I'm doing a, yeah, I'm doing a one-nighter for the World Cup. When is the World Cup? <laughs> this year. 70 days. Oh, shit, you're Away. a fan. You know, 70 days. well, coming in, not into this show, but is going to do something in Town Hall, Pele is going to be there. That's pretty nice. I saw it. Yeah, these yeah. posters up in the lobby. Yeah. Sam Jackson was here earlier. What? Yeah, you missed him this morning. Oh, man, I love Sam Jackson. Uh, never got into soccer. World Cup I get into? Yeah. I like country against country no matter what the sport is. It's amazing. You know yeah. that's what boxing's turning into. Right. And we got Floyd Mayweather. We got the best one. My roommate explained that because I love boxing, and it's hard to root for Floyd Mayweather sometimes. But he's like, he's an American. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of like that. You got to leave it right there. He's an American. The thing with him, I just wish he would fight more. Like, you forget. He's so good. Like, a year, 15 months go by, and you go like this. Oh, yeah, there's boxing. I forgot all about it. <laughs> there's yeah. the one guy. I forgot boxing's about it. Boxing's just that one guy. It's almost like it is. This, this is the way boxing is. Imagine the Super Bowl if that was the only game of the year. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah. it's just the Super Bowl again. I hope it's a good game. Now it's a blowout again because this team always wins. Yeah. Oh. Okay, cool. I'll wait till next year. But I will I tell you, I have never been to any sporting event anywhere that compares to a heavyweight championship fight. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm, I am I saw Tyson. Ah, I uh, mean, come on. You win. The, There's no one's going to. I'm going to even beat it. The night he bit off the ear. I you was, saw Holyfield Tyson, yeah, too? Yeah, was there. Yeah. And June 24th, 1996, as, I believe. As that was starting off, the excitement level was so gigantic that I was surprised people weren't just throwing up. It just <laughs> felt like it. And it was hard for people to not hit each other. If there was like an airplane movie about boxing, that yeah. probably would happen. <laughs> <That was, laughs> people puking in buckets. It was almost at that point where you were just like, I 
can't stand this. Then <laughs> seconds away, I mean, I just wanted to run out of there. And this, and th- when they stopped it earlier, people in the audience just started punching each other and That's going crazy. crazy. And you're, and we went into um, back into the casino. And people were just turning over tables and fucking shooting pops off, and everybody in the city went fucking nuts. Yeah, because it I mean, was that insane. Was, that was the under, that was like uh, it was like collectively everyone got a hooker and didn't come. Right, is exactly <laughs> what <laughs> happened. Like, That's the everyone, perfect thing. Like everyone got kicked yeah. out of their hotel room right before they came, and so, they're like, "I'm gonna flip shit." <laughs> yeah, fuck so all you, this. <laughs> so you went from you almost came to I'm gonna kill this fucking hooker. That's <laughs> I'm exactly what choke happened. This bitch in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um. I get that excited every year. I go to FDNY versus NYPD boxing, and it's awesome because they they, they secretly hate each other. They they, they say they, it's a good spirit and all, but yeah. best part is uh, the the theater at the Garden is split in two, and the shit talking between the two sides. Dude, first off, there was a little bit of a hustle because the NYPD was using correctional officers okay, on their team. That sucks. And it's like this little little Italian guy from the Bronx who's like, he's in ladder one twenty three. Give it up for the bulldog. And he's like, yeah. And then they're like, and from Rikers Island, give it up for Jerome Stevens. And it's like this seven foot black dude who's like, I think that guy's in there for murder. And beat the shit out of the firefighter and you're like that's not even a real fight and then the NYPD side talking shit it was great ah, I loved it I'm going I go every year now how many did they go through every weight class they, they do? you don't even know if it's a weight class right. you just know like you're just like uh, and then you're sitting like I sat on the FDNY side and so you just know you hear groups of families and friends they're like, Dino's next. Dino's going to fight next. And you're like, all right, I'm on Dino's side. And then Dino gets knocked down. And you're like, sorry about Dino getting dropped by that giant. It, it was, it was, it's so fun because you just, it, there's like 14 fights. So they do like, it's all night. Right. And you see people get real riled up by the end when the booze has been flowing. Yeah. Chris, who, who said, without even knowing, cops are firemen? Well, firemen? I'm not going to be on the cop side. See, that's the problem. See, times. I don't want this to be an anti-cop thing. <laughs> no, it's not an anti-cop thing. Truth be told, cops throw haymakers. Sure. Like, <laughs> sure. like the firefighters would get in there and throw one-two-ones and bob and weave, and then you get the NYPD and they're just throwing the kitchen <laughs> sink, <laughs> just throwing these blows, and they connect and you're like, Jesus. Well, they all come in, like, no matter what you're doing, you're a cop. You come in as a bouncer. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm a big guy. What could I do? Maybe I'll be a cop. It's a pension. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll take weed off 17 year old Puerto Rican kids. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'll just knock them around a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, if you live in the New York City area, go to the FDNY NYPD boxing matches every year. Dan Soder's here with us in studio. Comedy on State, Madison, Wisconsin. He'll be performing nice. there this Thursday through Saturday. Then going to the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. It's Moon Tower, y'all. Moon Tower Barbecue, Bud and Jokes. That's April 23rd through the 26th in Austin, Texas. That's going to be a big uh, big time all the way around. That thing's getting really huge, too, the Moon Tower. Every comedian I've talked to, I haven't done it yet, every comedian I've talked to says it's their favorite festival. Yeah. They say it's really a comics festival. No well, industry, no nothing, no frills, just good shows. Not only that, but it's a great thing for fans because, it, first of all, you could go there uh, and you're in Austin and that's party and it's fun and there's great barbecue and all that. But you can buy a pass so you get into Any more show. than one show. Yeah. yeah. So it's really like you know that, that old school Comic-Con where you can see everybody at the same time. You can go, and plus it's you know it's five days, so mm-hmm. it's it's not like one of these things where it's just two days, and you're like, well, 
I can't see this person set because I'm going to go see this person right. set. You're like, oh, I'll go catch this person on Saturday because I'm going to see this person on Wednesday. So yeah, it's I'm I'm really looking forward to going and I'm really looking forward to being at Comedy on State in Madison because I've heard phenomenal things about that from everybody. Well, Madison's one of the f- uh, real fun. I'm worried about the Final Four though. Are you really? Yeah, they're in the Final Four. And you're gonna you take that as a negative because they're going to win it all. Their coach. From Chester, PA. Oh, there you go. I went to Arizona, so I was a little bummed out they beat us in the Elite Eight. But I'm afraid that, you know, people aren't going to go to the show. But it's only one night is the game. So it's well, really... you just fucking put the game on and just sit there and talk about yeah, it when it's on. Do a little Mystery Science Theater yeah, 3000. I think it would be fucking great. Uh, let's see if they go for it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were worried that if they lost, they'd riot throughout oh, Madison. No, I'll like riot. the Arizona fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if you live in Tucson, you should be rioting every week. They they took the, the video down of the girl who got punched in the face. So in Tucson? She yeah. got dropped. Uh, where she got was dropped this? and she was doing nothing. It was right after the game, I guess, on the campus. Yeah. And uh, You know, I know I'm an alumni. But I can talk shit about that school. Right. There, uh, there is a percentage of the student population that sucks, and there's a reason I'm a comedian and I worked in radio. Mm-hmm. And it was because of that population of the student body. What, what is so awful about them in, in Arizona? It's um, it's they're they're future young finance guys. Mm. That's what you're dealing with. A lot of coke, a lot of sandals, a lot of vodka. That's not who I am. I'm jeans, sneakers, and weed. And it was mm. really hard for me to get along with people that are like, "What's up, bro?" Right. What's up, bro? You want to go to the bar and spend my dad's money? Mm. Like, dude, my dad died of cirrhosis. I don't have any of his money to spend. Why would you bring my dad? Yeah, why you got to bring dads up, dude? See, I always think that you brought up, I think you couldn't look more like an alcoholic than if you have a cocktail and you're wearing flip-flops. Oh, I think that's, <laughs> that's the premier thing. I used, to, I, I used to do a joke about my dad dying of alcoholism, and I said in the joke, I was like, I, when I tell people my dad died of alcoholism, they're always like, oh my God, did he spend your food money on, on, uh, on Hooch? I'm like, no, he's a Jimmy Buffett fan. It was yeah, awesome. Right. He wore corduroy shorts and sandals and just drank a lot of rum. See, even before, when I drank... That thing, like if you came in and your your table isn't ready and you have to stand at the bar, I think if you carry your drink from the bar to your <laughs> yeah. table, you, I'd rather sit there and slam it than I would carry it across the room. Like, hi, I, I'm Dudley Moore. You know what I mean? Just, it's Arthur. You just look like a, a, like you can't be without a cocktail. I can't let this leave my like you're doing a Dean Martin. You're like, right. hey, how you doing? Walking by grilling tables. Yeah, I um, my buddy had a good point. This is why I realized I had a drinking problem was when my buddy were drinking beers and he goes you want to know the difference between me and you I can walk away from that beer and I go if you walked away from that beer I would drink it and he was like yeah you should probably yeah, quit drinking that is a big difference yeah because I'm like oh I just want it all like I couldn't leave a place without finishing a drink or get to sleep knowing that you still had alcohol in the house oh. I laugh at people who have a bar in their house yeah. and they're not thinking about it. yeah you drink every night you would never have a bar well yeah I have a cocktail at the end of the night sure yeah <laughs> treat myself you know it's a long day why would you go to sleep but he's had all this whiskey. <laughs> yeah, you got all that partying to do. Yeah. <laughs> I came home from the airport one time after a gig when I was still drinking, and I had a couple beers in the airport bar. Actually, I was flying from Chicago back here, and I, my flight got delayed in Chicago, so I kind of got lit up at the airport. <laughs> and then I flew home, quick flight, come home, immediately pour a shot of chilled vodka from our freezer right when I got in because I knew we had it. My roommate was like, oh my God. Uh, Just started banging back shots of cold vodka. I was like, I'm going to go out and have some more. He's like, yeah, of course you are. You're a fucking animal. I think I think you uh, you brought up a point, though, that's interesting, that you can have drinks 
in the bar before the plane takes off, but you can't get off your plane and walk into a bar. That looks like what is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong? Oh, I've done that a couple of times, and that's the one where you're like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I walked off a flight and did a shot at Jägermeister one time. <laughs> Everyone else is getting their luggage, yeah. kissing Hugging loved ones. a grandma. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, hey, what do you guys got on tap? All right, I'll do that as a back. They'll hold my bag down there, won't they? <laughs> it's only been four hours. I figure I got uh, four little twirls on the yeah. little cycle before I can come back. The other thing, too, is like... When you're in a one of those corporate bars like that, to all act like you're watching the game and, and bonding <laughs> over that, and not the alcohol. Yeah, there's a place in the DIA in Denver's International Airport where you could smoke cigarettes in the bar, and you would have thought I was a lifelong Steeler fan. Sure, the way I was drinking and smoking, watching the Steelers Ravens game. I'm like, can you believe Roethlisberger? And like, who are you a fan of? Niners. Like, I'm gonna miss my flight too. I'm just getting fucking hammered. Uh, He's with the home team. Yay! You know how many people I met it, that I bonded with in airport bars? Mm. That if they walked up to me today, I'd be like, I don't know who you are. But well, you hugged them when you went away. Oh, I remember this tile salesman from Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> and we had a over in St. Louis, and we were so drunk, and he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out for you. I'm going to follow your career. And I was like, you know what? I respect the work you do. I think shingling's a tough thing to do. He's like, yeah, well, my wife doesn't think so. And I'm like, you tell Judy she's being a little bit of a bitch. Yeah, I was, God, airport Now, if he drinking. came in and sat next to you, no idea. Wouldn't fucking know him from a can of paint. This is the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 99. You're listening to the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Uh, you were going to say something, Chris, and this fucking prick over here just busted your balls and got you out of your head. He's fucking me up. All right. What if you could no longer eat American food for the rest of your life? You are now forced to eat one other country besides American cuisine. What country would you choose? What country's cuisine would you pick? No more American food. Here's the problem with your concept to begin with. Okay. You have to know, when you say American cuisine, yeah. do you mean foods that are native to America? Because, to me, every cuisine gets mixed into America, just like all of our cultures. Like, do you consider pizza American? Yeah, pizza's American. Because it's really an Italian dish. It's an American dish. You cannot eat pizza anymore. But what if I pick Italian cuisine? Then I get pizza, right? You would get pizza, but you know if you choose Chinese, you're not getting pizza. I That's mean, not what I'm saying. I'm no. saying we agree that pizza seems like it's part of the American cuisine. Yeah. And I wouldn't get pizza unless if I picked Italian. That's what you're saying. Yes. What would you consider a burger? Because that's just what I think of if you say American food. I kind of agree with that. I don't think that you're going to get a burger from anywhere else. Nope. You're screwed. What if I say Germany, where they have the town of Hamburg, and there's <laughs> and they're... <laughs> Favorite little sandwich is the hamburger. If you want to eat a crappy hamburger from Germany, you should have luck anyway. Now, have you already made up your decision here before I make up mine? I th I know what direction I'm going. Think a little bit. I, I know what direction. Because first I'm of all, you tell me I can never experience sushi again if I pick Italian, and that's too much for me to deal with. Yeah. 
There's only a couple cuisines that I would put up. I think you're looking at French, Italian, Japanese. They're going to be my three fucking big runners. Now, would burritos be in something like just, you know, Hispanic food? Because I think the breakfast burrito is like an American invention. There's no way that that got started in, like, Spain. He is right about that. (laughs) They don't put bacon and eggs in it. But first of all, burrito is in Spain. You know, um, what are those little plates that they call them? Tapas. uh, Tapas. Spain do not get confused with Hispanic. There is a Mexican cuisine, and you'd be able to pick that. Well, tortillas, to be totally honest. I actually just thought to myself, the Argentinian cuisine might be good. You get steaks, mm. you get seafood, and you get some fine pastas there. It's like some of the best steak in the world, right? The Argentinian uh, I consider cattle. it to be the very best steak in the world. <laughs> Damn. Could I cheat this and get like a spaghetti burrito? <laughs> Why are you cheating? Why won't you just play the game for what the game's set up with? It's like this. If you you want to play basketball, you go like this. All right, but can I run with the ball? Can I use a baseball bat? No. I don't want to fucking waste time. You know what the game is. I'm by lean, the way, lean if you cheat, it. someone in your family dies. Let's just say that. Was part oh, of d- definitely. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. But yeah, we cut their head off. So we know if it's a parent or you know second cousin. Here. Right, I think I've just booted Japanese off with the uh, as my choices are going to be Argentinian. Okay. Now I'm going into Spain with tapas, which I love. Italy and France have always got to be in the front running. You see, the problem with Japan is no bread. I mean, you're going to be almost breadless. You're right. Chinese food too. I don't know what the problem is with that, with just fucking not having uh, like a bun. They don't have bun. the kind of fucking beast, uh, yeast stuff that we have. Yeah, but still. They could fucking no, adopt no it. Still. They could adopt it. But you know, that's either here nor there. Well, that's a really interesting thing, one, because let's say the Vietnamese cuisine, right, has adapted French bread from French people living there. So the bun, the bun mi that we all love, oh, yeah. that's really a French bread on there. That's not a baguette. Yeah, it's mm. not a baguette. You're right. So you'll get that part with Vietnamese, if you cho- chose Vietnamese. Am I taking this too seriously, that I'm still wrestling with it? <laughs> Should I be more like fucking devil may care, like Shelby is, like not giving a shit and disrespecting you? Yeah, it's bullshit. Can I have spaghetti in a burrito that's barbecued? You mm. would not barbecue a burrito. <laughs> I mean, Let me throw this out to anyone. Does anyone considering the Greek cuisine? I've had so much of it over my days in the story that I'm not considering it. It's like I've, I've experienced it. It's nice once in a while, but to eat fucking lamb every day, I can't do it. You're right. But there's a lot of shellfish and stuff in there. Yeah. A lot of nice cheeses, weird breads. Still. I've, Shelby, have you made up your mind yet? I have. I'm going to let you go first because I'm seriously wrestling hard. But again... I know that you're going to say, like, bazooka gum and then laugh at fucking Chris for even coming up with it. For me, I'd say Italian. I, I love pasta. And I'd, eat, I'd eat pasta carbonara every day if I could. It's heavy. But here's the... I know, which is American, by the way. I don't even think you get that in Italy. Well, Italy... It's, it's a much lighter pasta than we have in this country. There are a lot less on the giant heavy cream sauces over there. Really? <laughs> Uh, also, you're going to cut way down on your meats, 
You know what I mean? Like, you're never that big. Even though here in the city, there's Italian steak places. Yeah. Um, you don't get that most places. Here's the other thing you're going to get up with Italy, and this might be important to you or might not. Not a lot of good breakfast foods over there. I mean, they go very light for breakfast. Very light. You're not going to run into a piece of French toast, a pancake, even bacon and sausage. I can't deal with that. I'm not a big breakfast guy anyway. I think I'll live. I will say this right off the bat. I don't like people who aren't big breakfast people. I don't trust them. I think people who say, I don't like a breakfast, are fucking so sleazy and so filled with lies (laughs) that they couldn't hold food down in the morning. I I just got to get up and go. I got to get out of here. A fucking delicious breakfast that doesn't appeal to you, Shelby? An omelet? Huh? To give up omelets for the rest of my life? Dead man. That, that's, give up pancakes, French toast? That's on the fucking table right now. I do enjoy a nice breakfast for dinner. So where would that where would that land You're us? You're not going to get it. What You're country? not going to get breakfast for dinner. What country would that belong to? America. That's America. Nice. There's not a lot of places around the world like 24-hour pancakes. What is your breakfast for dinner? What's your go-to? If I'm at home, just eggs and bacon. You know, if I go to an IHOP... A devil may care attitude comes out. We can go any place. You just heard me say devil may care. So fucking five minutes later, I said it because you. I thought you were referring to me. You're a dick. Seriously, you're such a fucking verbiage thief. (laughs) I can't believe it. You ought to come in here every day wearing a goddamn little um, thing over your eyes. It's like fucking goddamn Siri artificial intelligence learning the language as it goes along. By the way, when does him start the Johnny Depp movie? Two weeks, this transcendence yeah. opens up. You want to go out that night before and sleep out with me for tickets? Definitely. Yeah. I can't oh. wait to see it. If you're going to do it, why don't I just give you fucking 12 bucks and you get me one? Because I don't want to sleep out. That okay. movie actually comes out tomorrow. Cock fuck. I screwed up. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'd be getting our week late sleeping outside like an idiot. Oh my God, this is 21% frustrating. <laughs> Good. I didn't see that, that coming. That means everybody's loving it. <laughs> Because I think 10% is as high as you can possibly go. All right, Chris Stanley, before I make my pick. All right. And breakfast has now fucked me up. All right. I might be even thinking Canadian. No, no, don't go. This is, what is there, Molson, Canadian bacon, and fucking... Oh, I went up to to, to uh, Montreal. Their fucking corned beef sandwich is nothing like a pastrami. Well, they, ate, they ate breakfast in Fargo. I mean, a couple miles up, I guess they ate the same shit. No. Well, you always got to run down Fargo. You didn't even fucking see the, the TV series. And I won't discuss. Remember, you guys are not allowed to discuss Fargo with me. Hi, right, Chris Stanley. I'm going to need your help. All right. It's between two for me. Mm. Spain and France. Those are both great. But what wins it out for me is the French cuisine. Because, look, you get fucking awesome breakfast. Like a croque madame of some sort. <laughs> That's Delicious. more of a lunch for them. They're not big into breakfast either. Or even just a fucking fresh baguette. I mean, they have amazing bread. The French are known for their bread. Yeah, they are. Great desserts. And you can just fucking have steak frites every night. Just, it's just literally just french fries and steak. <laughs> this is Sign me up. Me. You picked out one thing, and you're going to eat steak frites every night. If you had told me when I woke up today that I'd hear a croque madame, let alone from Chris Stanley. Can I tell you something? I love a croque madame. It's really good. But I'll go fucking look. I, the my place that I go to, and the most, the number one restaurant 
I go to in New York is a little French place because it's a neighborhood place for me. And I get the fucking croque madame every time I'm in there. It's a delicious Sometimes treat. Sometimes I'm sure because I don't want a fucking right. egg. But I also get their snails before no matter what I do. I forgot and about that go. That comes with uh, frites and a very nice kind of like a light salad. It's a very delicious salad at that place. How can you not go France? I mean, it's really, it's like they have, a, they have everything covered. They care about what they're fucking making. They've got, they, they have amazing bread, which is huge. Just, it's, it's huge because there's a lack of it on like half of the world. I don't know. <laughs> Come with me to I the French side. Doing, but I would like to have a pasta. The Italian thing is going to be tough not to fucking deal with. I understand. I, I have a problem with them on their lack of breakfast as well, though. I, I can eat, have good bread. I can eat tiramisu for breakfast. Just rock out with that. <laughs> tiramisu is pretty good, but not for breakfast, dude. Um, this is a very hard game for me because unlike fucking Shelby, I take it seriously. I know he doesn't care. He's and, like, I like raps. Did you say that, Shelby? I do like a good rap. You, if if you like a rap, you're a creep. Nice and fucking raps are just cracker burritos. It's nice and compact. It's disgusting. It travels well. There's something about you that's uh, come along crazy. Sleazy. Uh, yeah. All right. The Mon Petit. See if you can get a, a picture of their food, Shelby. That's my little place I like to eat at. For just like a after work place. Not like, oh, we're going out for a big meal. But meet me for some French food. Look at that. Damn. That's some beautiful shit. It is. And they they got my favorite croak. You know there's a croak place downtown? That's all they have? Really? Nothing but, yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> French or Italian? French or Italian? Don't forget Spain. Or Spain. Or even Argentina. Little Argentina. A little country that thought they could. We I'm did. not going to fuck around anymore. I'm just going to say Italian and everything like that. <laughs> I'm out. Come on. I did my best. No more French food ever again? That's your fucking rule. If it's up to me, I'll keep eating them with every country I can. <laughs> I hate your games, Chris Stanley. You know why? Why? There's no turning back once you get involved. And really, there's no winners. Because we're all going to fucking hurt. It's dividing entire nations. You know what? It's divided French because I don't look at you the same way after you made that breakfast fucking crack earlier. And then even your breakfast for dinner is like, oh, just eggs, maybe some bacon. Disgusting. Look, in the fucking Stanley household when I was growing up, when things were real bad, it was omelets for dinner. Sure. <laughs> and it was, I was like excited. I was happy. I was like, all right. Well, you know, but, we were Catholics on the Friday. We did a lot of pancakes on Friday nights. So you wouldn't have to eat any fucking meat like a goddamn heathen you know, that was, or a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> we had nice fish Fridays. You know, we got in that, too. It's like a chicken cutlet, but it's fish. Well, why don't you go English? Do fish and chips every fucking chance you got. Eat fish and fucking french fries soggy out of a goddamn newspaper. I can't deal with that blood sausage shit. It's literally just congealed blood fucking shaped into a sausage. So is the British are fucked up. I'll tell you another reason why I'm going to Italy, and I'm going there happily, is because they love pork like we love pork. 
where you are yeah. done with your sausage. You don't get no sausage. We should start a pig cult. You ever notice this in America, though? We don't like to fight with people whose food we really like. You know? Well, we feel like they've given us something, I think. Like, like we're getting enjoyment out of this. Like, Russia. It's, r- Russian food fucking isn't very popular. It's just how it is. Besides, the night of Sammy's. Besides you had one of the best nights of your life down there. That's pretty awesome. Although, they're Romanian more than Russian. But the vodka was very Russian. Oh, yeah. But falafel and send send the drones over. I don't know. I see. There's a falafel up the street. People wrap around goddamn blocks for. Fifty fourth. You know, I'm always like, I'm gonna eat one of those one day, but it's busy. I've been saying that for like eight fucking years. Well, there's also the falafel king in Astoria. It's very good. Please stop well, bringing up a story. Well, I'm just. It's, it's it's it's. There's a lot of great stuff happening there right now. I know, now. but you're like someone from Texas. Well, you're just constantly talking about your pride of Texas. Only steers and queers come from a story. <laughs> See, I don't like when you say queer, because it runs down the gays. There's that there's a shawarma place in uh, Astoria, too, but they, like, design the whole thing like a regular fast food place, and they're constantly blasting, like, top 40 outside to draw the young people in. You know, another thing that makes me weird about you is you eat like a fucking bird. Yeah. I like people who just fucking attack food. Look. I like people who eat off a fucking knife. <laughs> you know, I fucking, I house anything put in front of me. Look, Chris, I've never said a bad thing about your eating habits. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just you, saying. Chris will do like, if you say to Chris, you want half of this? He always says yes. <laughs> and then he always says, that was really good. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you're giving him. Doesn't matter at all. He'll always eat half and he'll always tell you it was good. <laughs> well, I, I'm fucking, it's true. I, I appreciate it. I wasn't eating this. Now I am. It's good. This is great. So, what got you thinking about this in the first place? Why are you so fucking attached to foods? I was. I was thinking. I was because I was thinking that I'm like American cuisine is just real, literally a hodgepodge. So let's just take that it hodgepodge is. out. This is one of the reasons why I like America, though. Because we will fucking hodgepodge it. Yeah, we make it our own. Yeah. The melting pot. And then literally, when we have things in a melting pot. They don't have Italian eateries in Japan. See, here's the thing. I think it's less of a melting pot and more of a paella. Because a lot of things stay the same. They don't just melt into one. You know what I mean? But you get little pieces of this and that. That's why New York is a great place to eat, because you've got not just that cuisine, but the people from there. Like, you think you like Chinese? Then you go down to Chinatown, you're like, this is too fucking Chinese. (laughs) You know? You go to people, you're like, you're too fucking Korean for me, Jack. Oh, you go to Koreatown, which is literally a block. It's fucking weird over there. There's like giant fucking tall buildings that are just every floor is a restaurant or some weird karaoke bar. And in it's, Queens? No, in, right off of 34th Street. Yeah, but do you ever go to one in Queens? It just goes on forever? Oh, flushing, yeah. Oh, it's nuts over there. I know. I felt like I was in fucking Korea. <laughs> I was going to everybody, my soul brother, and see if that was getting a laugh. It wasn't. <laughs> they didn't get it at all. It's weird because any... So I'd say Korean or fucking Chinese neighborhood here in New York. They, if you, 
it'll be like a doorway, but then you go into the doorway and, it, and you go underground. And it's like a giant mall. Like they fucking use space very well. It freaks right, me out. Let me give a fucking question for you now. Does your food preference follow along with your chick preference? Like your favorite thing was French. Yeah. Mine was Italian. Those are both sexy fucking women. Um, your food preference was cock, Shelby. Yeah. So does that mean you want to be with a dude? What was your food preference again? Italian. Do you really like Italian girls? Like, you ever notice if they have good food, the chicks are also hot. Yeah. Spanish women, fucking yeah, French Spanish women. women are unbelievable. French women are great. Well, I, now I just think of, you know, some Italian woman on the Jersey Shore, and I get frightened. We're going to Italy, dude. We're not going to fucking Jersey. This is not <laughs> America. Jersey fucking boardwalk cuisine? Is that it? You're going to be eating <laughs> cotton candy and fucking slices? Mm, you Jersey strong? An elephant here would be delicious You're the right only now. fucking young man I ever saw who every time he talks about women almost gags. You're gag an odd duck. A, gag on a cock, right? My mouth. <laughs> Jesus what? Christ, Why would you say that? Why are you running yourself down, you fucking little freak? <laughs> so you don't like Italian women? I think a fucking Italian woman would snap you like a fucking Stella Dora exactly. <laughs> He couldn't handle that. Mm -mm. Not too. He, I think if, if Shelby fucking got abroad, it would be like an Asian woman who's, who's very like... I can only picture a kid. Wrong. I couldn't picture with anyone but a kid. <laughs> not into Asians at all. What are you into? How could someone fucking... How could a dude say I don't dig Asian women? Every fucking guy digs Asian women. Black guys, white guys, Jewish guys, fucking Polish guys. And now you're going, no, I'm not into Asian women. It's a rule of the universe. It is. It's 100%. Space aliens came down there. They'd go directly after the fucking... Yeah. they go to Japan immediately. I think that the first place that you would find guys going, no, I'm not into that, is Eskimo. I think you got to go that fucking weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> to where you'll start losing majority. But I've never heard any guy, ever... Say I don't dig Asian women. Maybe like American Asian, but, you know, they start to smell kind of weird when you get into foreign territories. How many fucking the Asian Asians are the fucking, the Japanese women are the cleanest people on the planet. Like they insist on fucking showering before they bring a dude back to bang them. Forget, even forget showering. They're in their bath on a constant level. They won't even <laughs> fucking plug in their bathtub. They're just like constantly like bathing, bathing. Oh, mommy. Mommy makes sushi. They're in there. They're fucking scratching your back while you're fucking dropping heat. They're the kindest, fucking most subservient women ever. And you're turned off. What are you turned off by? Their vaginas? That's part of the reason. Seriously. Straight pubes. Stop it, you little fucking freak. I, I, I swear to you now, this answers every question I've ever had about you. I've never heard a man of any nationality say they weren't into Asian women. Not one. It's not like, anywhere. It's not like I would, oh, just turn them down, but they're yes. not at the top of my list. You, you would turn down... <laughs> Oh, I don't want to be with an Asian woman. Oh, they're, they're, their pussies are weird. Stand by for more of the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM. Com Comedy. It's Channel 99. It's the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Serious XM. Comedy. It's Channel 99.
can you hear that uh, sound? It's only one thing now. David, tell us <laughs> in the room. <laughs> you have your own theme music. That's right. To come into. And you bring your gang, your gang of comedians. I bring them in. Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> of how it would be like. It, it's kind of like, a, you know, I brought in the first wave. That was yeah. Jermaine and Jay. And uh, who else was here? It was just the three of us. Yeah, it was okay. just the three of you. The first and now, time. now we're at the midway point of the Comedy Underground uh, <laughs> series. Eight episodes. We're at number four. And uh, Judah Friedlander and Lynn Coplitz are both... Uh, on this week's episode, so I hope you enjoy them. Yes, no, I bring them in. We're in your like gang that. this week. Yeah. It's also it's also the beginning of Sweeps Month. So I there you go. Made a good decision, yeah. you know? Heavy hitters only. On we're the big guns. Come on, man. That is, um, but this show has been a real blast to keep up with too, because th- there are re- so many good sets. So yes. many good sets take place. Now, I haven't seen you yet, Lynn. Are you happy with what you did? Uh, yeah, I'm happier with yeah. with this than I am with any of the other stuff I've been doing recently. It, it's really good. It, yeah. It's fun. It was um, it was fun because there were no rules. Yeah, I think that's what you know. We're all used to playing fine without a net. So like when yeah. you're allowed to do that on TV, it's like really fun. Mm. And I got to say the c word, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, Lynn did not hold back, and I would say that uh, that was probably the coolest set I saw Lynn do. Um, Is that right? Like, I really do think that, like, when we when we were editing it, and like, I I saw like the raw, and then I I saw what we edited it down to. I was like, this is a really good set for Lynn. This really is a strong, hard set. Unfortunately, there were camera problems, so like some of the uh, some of the camera work you're going to see are really just like uh, band aids or like you know mm. quick fixes. But at the end of the day, the set just like just rocks out and uh you know i could say the same thing for judah too because judah is the closer on that on that show judah judah's having dave, some mixed nuts dave you know winners no winners and <laughs> there uh, <you> go. <laughs> this show brings it to the people it does comedy's a late night thing <laughs> you know stand-up clubs are supposed to be judah's dark dirty ass. rooms yeah. where dark dirty things happen mm, i love it yeah I, all I know is that there were a lot of great comics there. I just I was more about impressing the other comics. You wanted to make <laughs> sure you had that set. I was more like wanting to bring it yeah. for everybody else. I wanted Dave and all I the other you. comics to yeah. like it. I, I have that same. Uh, that, that's my career uh, plan too. Uh, impress other comics right out of the business. Right, that was my idea. right out of because <laughs> they can do nothing for you. Yeah, like I'll be working a gift shop somewhere in an airport. They'll be like, "Hey, that's that guy." Yeah, yeah he was great. He was great. <laughs> the respect of your peers is all that really Always. matters. All that really matters. In the end, you just care that the waiters are, are watching you. <laughs> yeah. Well, then think- you said coming through the door that you love the way it looks. You know, that room looks, the way the cameras are set oh, it up. It just looks it's awesome. It's a great look. Well, yeah, and the way Dave did it was they gave a lot of people in the audience cameras. Yeah. So there's these shots that I didn't even know. I I, call, well, I talked to him on the phone yesterday. I was like, how did you do that? The, the, there's a shot where I talk, I tell someone in the audience, I'm Christmas future, and the girl has a camera on me. So there's like this extreme close-up, and it looks like you're sitting in the audience. Like, it is so cool. I'm like, it does like a special effect. How did you do that? Dave's like, we didn't, it was a happy accident. The girl Lynn, had the camera. Yeah. Lynn, Dave's actually a master filmmaker. I am CGI you know? guy. And he you was know? like, so amazing. And, yeah. and it's gritty. You know how many films Dave has made over the years? Feature films. At NYU, you know, at the film school, you know, we said. Under no, his pseudonym, Francis pseudonym. Ford Coppola. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dave's um, got six Oscars, man. I do. I'm going for um, I'm going for a People's Choice. That's my favorite of all the of all the award shows. That's the one. It's the pointiest of all awards. It really it, is. A lot it's of the them, most prestigious. Yeah. And it, it has more cool categories too. They have like uh, it's beyond acting and all that kind of stuff. Well, so yeah, like people that are light, and that's always good to know. Junior, yeah. you went to all the award shows, right? With Thirty Rock, you. Were I went to a couple of. Them. Yeah, but all the ones that you go to on TV, right? Golden Globes. I turned and, down a lot of them, but yeah, yeah I went to a lot. <laughs> of them. I mean, the, I went to the ones I felt like going to. Well, you yeah, went right. to the ones they flew you in for. Like if you had to get there on the your own time, you're for. like, I'm gonna miss it. I don't need a plane. I got good speed. I, all I right. can get anywhere he I need runs to get. He has a squirrel suit. Now, you know that Judah yeah. is the world's greatest champion. I right. mean, this is like a character. When you talk about, like, characters, like, think yeah. of, like, Captain America. Think of, like, all these, like, you know, like, today's superhero, if right. you would say. I like Judah because he is basically, like, would you consider yourself a superhero or just a hero? I'd, I'd consider a hero because, you know, a superhero... First of all, you can't add on to hero, you know, and these superheroes. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, and these superheroes, you know, they're they're show offs with their stupid costumes yeah. and you know their powers. They're, yeah, you know? and the fact that they have secret identities, I don't have one. You know, if you have a secret identity, that means you're afraid of something. You got to hide. I got nothing to hide. Wow. Mm. Ah. That's Woo! a good point. 100% yeah. of the time. Did you hear that, Lynn Cheney? Yeah. You're, you got awesome. a beautiful Lynn Cheney. <laughs> yeah, I did. They were giving out these laminates here. I didn't know that this place was also a uh, political... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know this was in the cutting edge of politics. Yeah, here. it is. This is the, they Lynn all Cheney's show up here, here today. Now Lynn you can go in the audience. What's that, Fuzzy? Now you can get in the audience for the Lynn Cheney Town Hall. Yeah, you have Fuzzy. that. <laughs> yeah, Fez is in there. Fez has back problems, so he can't sit down. Oh, I see. So, so you quarantined him? Well, he, he, so I wince. Uh, what happened to you, Fez? To you? I have a herniated disc in my neck yeah. that oh. sends pain from my neck to my shoulder down my arm. And sometimes the only relief is pacing back and forth. So he, oh, I'm so sorry he, for you, but what kind of medication do you have? I got some Lyrica and I got some Dilaudid. Dilaudid is Dilaudid. That's the one we're looking for. Now you wow. I got a Delada Delotted. Yeah. Sorry to hear about that. Thank you. Dave. I am too, but I would love to see that Delotted. You know what the greatest medicine is? Laughter. Yeah. You should check is. out the Comedy Underground. Comedy Underground, yep. Saturday, 1 a.m. on Comedy can, Central. You can laugh you. away a herniated disc. You, you sure can. can. I you hope can. so. 1 a.m., by the way, is prime time for winners. You know? <laughs> yes. I, I just want to say that out there. You know, if. If you're going to bed before then, you know, yeah. change your lifestyle. And it's not only 1 a.m., but it's also 4 a.m. West Coast. That's right. the really, that's where, like, that's when the web comes that's alive. Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, that the West Coast people that are up air. at 4 a.m. in West Coast, yeah. those are people that need laughter. You those know? are the and crazy And that's why people. you chose to air at that yeah. time. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they need, need the They most. need, like, acne medicine, acne face washes from infomercials <laughs> <Yeah>. and laughter. <laughs> Laughter. 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 Are you That'll laughing that, away, I you laugh that yeah. pain away right now? Thank you. By the way, David Tell's going to be at the Borgata in Atlantic City, New oh, Jersey. That's, nice. that's a nice one. Yes, that's a is. nice hit, guys. And Lynn Coplitz on Jenny McCarthy's Dirty Sexy Funny Comedy I'm going to be at the Borgata, Borgata Saturday. On yeah, Saturday. Could, you, could yeah. you grill her about this amazing tour, this uh, this uh, you know uh, Jenny McCarthy tour? Oh, yeah, man. Tell it's me gonna, about no. this. Dude, it's going to kill me. It's like, it, it is so wild. There's an after party every night, and now that she's marrying Donnie, Donnie's there. Yeah. It's insane. Like, it is so much fun. We do this big show. Show, like Tammy Pescatelli's on it, Paula Bell's on it, um, Justine Marino, 
and we come out, we do the show. Jenny does this big opening number, and uh, Donnie did it with her this week because like he was singing? in town. Yeah, yeah she's singing and dancing and stuff. And then, wow. um, and then she has these really funny sketches that they they ta- they filmed, and that are in between each act. And she introduces each one of us, and everybody's just drinking. You know, it's like normally when you're on a tour or something, you're like everybody's like kind of watching how much they drink and right. mm-hmm. This is like old school rock party. and roll. Like Jenny's like everybody drink. She's a party girl. <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, we're playing like we're playing like drinking games with our axe you know wow. and then they had me going on last and i was like oh i'm gonna be crawling out on stage wow. but it was really fun we had i mean the, we did it we just did a show in glenside in pennsylvania and we did another one at um the paramount in huntington and now we're at uh in long island i mean in uh the borgata and yeah. then we're at the wilbur theater next month you're there right after me yeah, right. yeah, I am, and then we're at the Mohegan Sun. I'm at we're at Borgata day after you Saturday. Okay, well, so listen, like whoever don't have you don't have anything to do for Mother's Day, take your mother to freaking Atlantic City, go see a towel, mm-hmm. stay, mm-hmm. say see Jenny McCarthy. Great idea. And then, and then you'll be so delirious with happiness, it go blow all your money at the Borgata. Yeah, and then next Thursday through Saturday. <laughs> Drive to Winnipeg, Canada to Rumors Comedy Club and see me May 15th through 17th. I mean, that's really what I I mean, Borgata, Borgata, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. The Atlantic City of Canada. The Atlantic City of Canada. It really is. And everybody on Comedy Central, 1 a.m. on Saturday for for Comedy Underground. That's a ton of comedy. That's a ton of medicine. For losers, is it? Yeah. (laughs) No, it's Win. Yeah, Win is in the name of the city. I'm just going to say this. I might not be on a big fancy tour like you and Jenny and Donnie and all that stuff but I'm I'm half sold out and the reason why I cut it off at that point is to give more air for the people there to laugh. That's great. That's a good point, Dave. That's sweet. That is so nice. You know, That's the same the, reason why I've gained an extra 15 pounds because same, I feel same like, reasoning. I just feel like it's it's I am so Breathtakingly beautiful when I'm really thin that it's hard on other people. Yeah, people can't concentrate. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I have the same Mixed issues. <laughs> I like to keep myself flawed. Look, look winners know winners, you know? <laughs> We're speaking the same language here. Yeah, you don't want a club to always be sold out because then also some people like to move around when they laugh. Yeah. You know? It's pretentious. It's pretentious. It's pretentious to be sold people out. People with disc yeah. injuries can stand yes. up to the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That'd be helpful for you, right, Delotti? Yeah. yeah. And I, you I mean, know, I, pre- I particularly. I really hate when people sell out right away. Like, I don't trust that. Like, oh, like within minutes? It, within minutes. Oh, that's great. They, like, Celine Dion sold out in 10 minutes. Like, well, yeah. who, who does that? What's wrong Yeah, what with about you? the slow dialer? <laughs> yeah. StubHub takes one call. <laughs> I want 25,000 tickets. <laughs> Yeah, and some people don't have high-speed internet. You know, yeah, yeah really. Access, so it's <laughs> well, you gotta leave space for like everybody. The analog users. Those people. Yeah. The analog. Now, are you playing Winnipeg because it sounds like winner peg? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we yeah. just said. No, I don't know. Yeah. Am I am I behind? It's the, yeah, it's okay though. Sorry, it's good guys. to repeat it. See, it's I am totally the old fun. man on the on the uh, comedy underground. <laughs> These young kids with their fancy talk. I I don't even know what you're saying. You're not used to all that stuff. I'm not they used come to in it. with today with the four square. And, uh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you should see Dave and Fez have the same phone. Oh, is that they right? Both have have a, up? No, Fez. Fez, Fez has, oh. a, has an embarrassing secret phone like Dave. You have does. a flip up? 
Yes, the nice. flip phone. They it's both just have called a flip phone. And they both yeah. have an embarrassing Don't you one. think that, like, since we both are still on burners, that we should, everybody should have the numbers of other burners? Because we're, like, of the same mindset. It would help. Yeah. Like, we don't trust the government, but we want to communicate. It's good that when I see you guys, it reminds me of the Matrix. When that was the cool <laughs> phone that came out in 99. Same with uh, Ricochet with uh, Ice-T and John Lithgow and yeah. Denzel Washington. That was a strong one. That was Ricochet. the first movie I ever saw a flip phone cell phone. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, ricochet. And then Denzel Washington goes, what's this? And I see goes, urban technology. Wow. <laughs> urban technology. That was a phenomenal ice thing. That's like yeah. New Jack City. Yeah. Like New yeah. Jack City. Yeah. I love that movie. That New Jack City, I think that was a, uh, that really changed my whole thing on crack. And Me like, too. You know, on, on just the whole world before there. Before you were on the fence about whether it's... You know, it was a viable business. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, when, who, was the, who was the white guy in that? Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Judd I I heard that Colin Quinn was up for that role, uh, who was a great comic, as you yeah. know. I heard that he had been up for that role or one of the roles in there because Chris Rock was in it. He yeah. had that small part. Yeah, he was, very and, good. Uh, he was great in it. Yeah, he really was good. And uh, I heard that Colin, I, I think it would have been a whole different movie if Colin was in it. Different levels. You Definitely. Know? It would have yeah. made sense. Well, yeah, exactly. Where do you want to move to New York? I wanted to move to New York because of New Jack City. Really? That and the Warriors. Remember the Warriors? Oh, I love come that. Out Warriors, play. come out and play. Yeah. So you wanted to have to run for your life. Yeah, there was something gritty and cool yeah. about it. Welcome back, Cotter. New Jack City and the Warriors. I, I moved to New York because... New uh, York cool to me. So you didn't live in New York in the in the, in the the 80s, or you did? No, 70s? I moved here in the 90s. Because here's a phrase that you used to hear a lot in the 70s. It's like, come on, we better get out of here. <laughs> you don't hear that anymore. Like, yeah. let's yeah. look what's going on here. Oh, now yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. Come on, we better Yeah, no, that was like every yeah. guy, like, hey, we better run. get out of here. Hey, and everyone's run. apartment had a, had a metal gate on the windows. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was always funny too because you'd be walking down like Broadway or something, and then you just make a right because I would come, <laughs> come in as a on, person, get and, you, and you would just stop. You would just stop and start to walk backwards, and you'd only be like, <laughs> eight, you know, like eighteen feet away from pretty lights, and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> that's hysterical. But there was something exciting, I think, that was even better, like. Are we going to go out to the show, or will we get killed? Yeah, will that's we true. Get killed? Everybody really excited. The video arcades uh, yeah. for video games, uh, Playland in Times Square in the in the early eighties, massive, were awesome. They were twenty four yeah. hours, yeah. and you had to like put a, people today don't understand. It's like you would put you would play the game, and other people would be stacking quarters on the machine, which signifies they got the next game, and you got to be worried about getting mugged and pickpocketed. As you're playing, and that added excitement to the experience. Oh, that's, right. that's wow. a video game within a video game. Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. Like Tron, it's just yeah. like you're right, living in it. That's real stuff. Never bring up Tron. Why not? <clears throat> During a, uh, I was proud of myself for being a... able to bring up Tron. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like such a girl pick. Oh, it it's is. like Tron. Xanadu was oh, more they, girl. Well, pick. yeah, that's true. Tron might have been the first video game that a movie was based on. Like you could play the game before the movie came out. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't make like Narco Trafficker or any of those other <laughs> video games into movies because really, I guess they kind of did, but not really. You know. 
Grand Theft Auto. I don't know what to say. Grand Theft Auto, I think, is a, isn't that Fast and Furious in yeah, some degree? Right, Mo- kinda... Most of those games now are basically like movies. There's no difference, really. Like Frozen, was that a video game? Did I miss something? <laughs> was there uh, a, 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 <laughs> I think David I missed... Tell's Comedy Underground, 1 a.m. Saturday on Thank Comedy you. Central. Thank God he waited for the laugh on that, because right. sometimes on radio, like they'll do like, whatever, and then the guy will announce yeah. it. And then it seems like, why would I watch? Why would we watch? Like, there's no laugh. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not the funniest guy on the show. I like to think I'm just kind of the um, the Mr. Rourke, you know? Okay. Like, was Mr. Everybody. Rourke on Fantasy yeah. Island, was he incredibly great? No, no he didn't do any magic even. He didn't he do any magic. Yeah. But he had a midget. Can you well, say that? you know, no, it's a, a uh, tattoo or tattoo. do you call him tattoo or what do you call him? Tattoo. I thought his name was tattoo. Well, all I know is that he tattoo. Yes, he also fell in love with a normal, you know, uh, this normal sized woman, and uh, they lived on a compound, and he was a big cokehead, and he had a gun, and that's all I know. I like that you called her a normal. Yeah, no, that's me and Kurt Metzger. That's what we called. Yeah. So, wait, I can't say midget. I'm supposed to say little person, right? Little but, person or non norm. Halfling. Just not a norm. <laughs> or non a norm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dwarfism is a medical term. That's technically okay, too. Anyway, w- w- Mr. Wark had a person the quarter the size of him. A quarter the size <laughs> <Yeah>. of him. <laughs> and he <laughs> had the accent. I think that added it to his mystique. A yeah. friend nugget. Oh, that's so sweet. A friend nugget. Yeah. He was from, like, French Guiana or, like, some like weird French yeah. colony. I remember he tried to kill himself, too. He used to have these big scars on he his... Did. Well, he, he did. Well, he killed himself yeah. at the end, but yeah. even when he did that show, if you ever saw a close-up, oh, there was really? these big gashes on his wrist. Oh, wow. Something he tried... He was just, well, I always bad. wondered, who was Mr. Rourke supposed to be? Like, the Antichrist God. or something? Yeah, I think... But he was always like, hello, Tattoo! <laughs> right. Who's coming today? It's he, Dave! He has a dream! <laughs> you don't I think, think God that talks I, that way, though? What? You don't think God just is, is wonderful to run the universe? I, 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 well, I but, do but think I didn't think it was God because I think it was like the Antichrist. Because remember, Fantasy Island, things always went awry. Like mm-hmm. your fantasy would always get you into trouble. Yeah, but you, you like that. Was, I think that was like one of those like Friday, Saturday shows or something. Yeah, it definitely was. Right? Yeah, so, love Boat, Love Boat, Love Boat. Was love right Boat. Yeah, so those, those were like the lonely shows for lonely people. Well, it was yeah. where all we don't have it now, but it was where actors could go to die. That's like true. when your career was coming to a close. And Paul Williams did like 27 of those. You yeah. Know? He, he even said that on his documentary. Jamie he goes, yeah, I ended up Jamie doing a lot Farr, of these. Jamie yeah. Farr, they all went there and did, like, did it there at the end of the run. But then I'd be very happy to see them. I'm like, oh, good. It's a Jamie Farr episode. The closest we have to that, I think, is Law and Order, maybe. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like Colin does that funny joke about how he can't get on Law and Order, everyone can get on there, and he. Can. I've never done it. Yeah, Judy, you're like the you're you're. Do you know Judy is like a like serious actor? Like, I mean, yeah. he's, he's an amazing the, actor. He's an American Splendor, right? It's just yes, it's just something I used to do in my downtime. Really? And do, are you a trained actor, or is this just no. one of your many skills? Just a skill. I never trained. Really? Never no. trained for anything, Judy. Everything just comes to you naturally. Well, there's always training involved in, you know, athletics Mm. sometimes, you know, but in general, I'm just like, you just do it. Really? Yeah, just do stuff. What do you think of time travel, though? I think it's pretty cool. Would you use it for good or for your own own personal, like, like, would you do, like, good things with it? Just for fun or for good. For fun and good. Yeah. You're a samurai, aren't you? No, above that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're oh, above wait. a samurai? Yeah, of course. That's beginner What's level. What's above a samurai? There's no name for it. 
But it's a lot above that. You're like ghost dog? No. Pat. Are you ghost dog? <laughs> no, I've seen ghosts. Are you gray ghosts from uh, the Game of Thrones? No, ghosts, the, uh, ghosts, are, ghosts are harmless. You know, all those ghosts. You know, you, know, you watch those ghost, uh, Space those ghost ghosts. shows. You know, they're, they're harmless ghosts. They're tired and they're lonely. That's all it is. Yeah. Tired and lonely. There's, oh, that's me. What? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're done with horror Someone movies. just call me? <laughs> I think we're done with horror movies when the new one's called The Quiet Ones. What is it? I thought that was an English sitcom or Britcom or something. <laughs> the Quiet Ones are coming. Britcom. Yeah. In studio with us, David Tell. He's going to be at the Borgata. Uh, that's tomorrow night in Atlantic City. Also, his new special, Roadwork, is available at ccdirect.com for $5. Lynn Coplitz going to be at the Borgata Saturday. Tickets available at theborgata.com. And Judah Freelander's with us May 15th through the 17th at Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg, Canada. And you can see everybody Saturday night at 1 a.m. on Comedy Central. How great is that? Comedy so Underground. So after that was SNL. A plug. That was a great That was, that was an excellent. That was I was excited all together. Beginning, middle, and end. Well at, done. Although, what about the Operation Purple, Fez? There you go. Very you know? close to David Tell's heart. Operation oh, Purple. Thank you. You like can that. donate there at militaryfamily.org. You guys are too good. Mm. I love love uh, Fez's plugs because he's like, you like chips. You like cookies. Yes. <laughs> You're going to love on this. Saturday night, there's chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I get excited. I get excited when he does it. Really? Yeah. I did. I just wish you could sit down and do them. He would that be would the be best good. old school announcer, like for Prices Right, when they would have like, and you get yeah. to go. What was oh. that guy's name? Fez? Rod Ruddy. Yeah, he a hero of mine. Yeah, Fezzi idolizes a lot of those. A lot of those guys. You're going home with turtle wax today. Yeah, and make him feel good about too. it. You didn't win anything. Yeah, but you're going to be able to wax the car you didn't pick up today. And oh. get some rice aroni. What the f is that? Like turtle wax? <laughs> you know, rice aroni is uh, a yeah. forgotten food. I love really rice aroni. You know, you know that that I food deserves it. some respect. And hamburger helper is another one. Yeah, but rice aroni is like. People don't remember that. What's well, a San Francisco treat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People in San Francisco don't eat rice around. That's the weird thing, isn't it? Because it, when I went out there, I thought it would be everywhere. No. <laughs> I thought it was like when you see hoagie places. That's probably why Philly. you went there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, where's the rice aroni? You want to go to the original what? rice aroni place? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't know about it. San Francisco is so expensive now that, like, you might as well live in a rice aroni box. Am I overplaying it? But I mean, really, it really is that. You might as well shrink yourself up and live in a rice aroni box because it is so expensive. They <laughs> decided to back out as he was getting you know what? I might be, I might be really out of my league here, but I'm just saying, if you have the ability to shrink yourself, get in that box. We went from there. time travel to shrinking yourself. It's all. That's actually all in my. My karate book. I talk about all that in my karate. You book. do sizing. It's called so you're sizing. An actor. <laughs> sizing. You're an actor. You're a comic, and you're an author. How, how the book and is, a shrinker and a shrinker did well for you? It's on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, what does that mean? Well, you have to go to the Amazon to get it. You find an anaconda, you live, and then you can get the book. It's like rice Nobody heard of it down yeah. there. Like, what is going on? Where's that book yeah. at? At Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, How to Beat Up Anybody. I think that's a great book, because I remember when you were telling me that you were going to do it. Yeah. It was going to be you, and like, like you remember the old school karate, like how to learn karate, right. you know, and like five years of lessons. It's kind of like that, right? Where you give like yeah. really simple. Yeah, I, you know, I teach you how to beat up Bigfoot's. And dinosaurs. I love and, that. And uh, that's awesome. You know, ninja attacks and uh, all, all kinds of things that are you know 
know, subway gangs. What about you know. what about zombies? Like you didn't see that coming? No, nah, because zombies. Here's my theory on zombies. Subway gangs, though. That's like warriors. That's yeah, 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 yeah. You'd like that. That, that chapter in the book. Yeah, but zombies are actually uh, not a problem. You don't think so? The zombie attack is actually the key to world peace. Get out. Zombies. Apocalypse combined with dentistry. You remove the zombies' teeth, mm -hmm. and then they just nibble on you with their gums, yeah. and it's like a nice little massage, and it's going to relax the planet. Are you listening, Fez? It's. I'm waiting for the zombies. Put that in yeah. your next plug, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Put the whole you like the apocalypse. Amazon, everything. Yeah. Yep. I yep. mean, the I next beat plug, up anybody. The next plug, we won't know where it's coming in, Fez, but let's make it a super plug. Super let's plug everything. A, one of those plugs that people put on YouTube. <laughs> exciting cool. to hear. Cool. The fact that Dave has got Lynn Cheney his face around his I'm neck. I'm a laminate guy. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks great. So what Dave can I tell is you? actually wearing it looks like her um ID badge to yeah. get it, in the building. They were giving totally, them out in the lobby. It totally looks that like can, Dave Mudlin. Also, I'm looking at that. You got one you get into the after party, too. I so do. He'll, yes. Yeah, he'll be hanging out there. Now, Lynn is back in. She's. I guess she's selling a book or something, Fez? Or? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And she How to beat said, up anybody. Oh, no, I'll say that. No. Be Cheney, not phenomenal. Me. That would no. be phenomenal. But yeah. she said uh, that. The Clintons are behind Monica coming out now. It's a timing thing. They asked Monica to come out and said, oh, I don't have a problem with the Clintons, so that it will die down in time for Hillary to run. Well, yeah, they're all saying that. Yeah. yeah, It's all just politics stuff. It really is 90s nostalgia is back. In a big way. With you Monica know? Lewinsky. I just wish I had a quarter for every time Hillary Clinton thumped Bill Clinton in the head. Like, just took her finger and went, you're such a dumbass. I just wish I had a quarter. <laughs> that would be so great. You think that she was just stayed pissed at him, but oh, I, I think that he's just. A, I think he's just a, a means to an end. You know, like I think she just spends a lot of time telling him, "Okay, Bill, we're not going to talk today. Mm. Shut up." Don't you think? I, I don't think about them actually. Ever? No. Wow. Really? I think about the people of this country. I think about Monica Lewinsky a lot. <laughs> not these self-appointed hierarchy. Well, they're not self-appointed. They were elected. Yeah, they are. They're the all self-appointed. <laughs> Elections say, don't mean anything. Everyone in office is self-appointed. It's all rigged. Like let's say the Giant comedy corporations no, put sorry. them all in there. Never sorry, no, that's a long rant. Sorry, Dave. It's a long rant. It was. It wasn't long. It was just slow. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know you were. Six words. It just that took was that a long time going on there. That pausing. Yeah, yeah that, let's let's call depth. I okay. do have to say this, Ron. That uh, there is a man missing in the team. Uh, Laurel is uh, yeah. not here right now. He's a. Uh, I believe he's from Chicago. Yeah, he might be in Chicago right now, but he is a super funny guy too. Not. Not not like uh, these guys. These guys are a little blue. Mm -hmm. He is more of a family act, but uh, it was very cool that he did the show. And I'm not saying like family, like he's not funny. He's yeah, very funny, yeah, but, but he's not dirty. We're, we're family acts, too. If no, your family was, like, you're not. Come on, guys. If your family Lynn, lives in a car. No. No. Lynn, yeah, if I'm going to tell the Jenny McCarthy tour <laughs> to introduce you guys. And now your next comic, a family act. Yeah, really. I can hear the booze already. Yeah. I'm from a dysfunctional family act. <laughs> yeah, you know that whole thing of like, oh, I'm a family act because I talk about. It's like no, there's like a there's like a good, nice, you know, Tyler Perryist kind of like Tyler act, <laughs> and then there's our acts. What's fill. a Tyler Perryist? Is it you know like where it's like you know and you know that's you know like it I just ends with a nice niceness. 
you know. How many acts do you think that you could take the whole family to? I can't think of it. I can think of Brian Regan. Yes. Like the whole families travel out to see Brian and the kids. Depends what kind of family, though. Yeah, you know. yeah we just Gaffigan. went through that. No. Right. Gaffigan. Gaffigan. Yeah. Regan. Um, I'm going to just say Danny Kay, even though he's dead. Yeah, Danny Kay. A nice Danny Kay. <laughs> Time travel comes back to yeah. this. You know, Axe. Like, who do you think? No, I mean, that's as far as I would go. There's not too many, mm. you know, uh, particularly... Ray Romano. Yes, I saw Ray yeah. in L.A. Great act. But do you think little kids want to go see Ray and, and Seinfeld the way... Mm, I've seen yes, little kids Ray at, yes. at, at Regan's show, and they, and they love him. They do, yeah. Yeah, they're crazy about him. Yeah, he's funny. He he is funny for everybody too. Yeah, like, I enjoy him. But it's hard for like a little kid to get humor. Yeah, I, I think Dane Cook. Everybody likes Dane Cook. I remember the first time I saw my parents like laughing at comedy. I was a little kid. My uncle had brought it like an album over, and it seemed like almost frightening to me. Really? Just, like, parents to laugh. see parents just like hysterically laugh. I go, every, we've just lost everything that. that I cared about. Every you know we're we're fucking rudderless now. I remember my family laughing to Bob Newhart, listening to Bob Newhart. I remember hearing Don Rickles on the radio uh, going to school in like seventh grade. And it was hilarious. Woo! Bruce and oh, I remember all kinds of stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm trying to think of that. I think I agree with you on this whole like seeing your parents have a good time. And yeah, it, it, yeah, it is weird. Like, you 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 assume when you're really little that they're there just to serve your needs. Yeah, I like them like laughing at something that you're not doing. It it, it you feel like you're losing your power. No, yeah, not wow. only were they not laughing at me, but like I didn't even understand the premise of the jokes, and I was oh, like I trying to slow shit down. Like, wait, yeah, wait, wait I, did, what's happening? I didn't have any of these issues that you guys had. Well, that's no, you're like, a winner, though. I no, was but I'm weird just saying. Did you ever see honest. like a teacher outside of school? Do you oh, remember when yeah. you were oh, awful? Yeah, yeah. It was awful. Yeah. I, I never liked it. When you'd see a teacher in regular clothes, like at the grocery store. I yeah. remember seeing the teacher at the grocery store. I'm like, we got to leave Mrs. Strickland's hair. I thought my <laughs> gym teacher selling <laughs> suits. Oh, like when you were, you were like, a, you're a super hot chick. So like when you graduated from like high school and like that year or so, like when you're still kind of milling around your town, like would you see like the teachers and now they're like, hey, now you're out of school, blah, blah, blah. They try that act? No, I, we tried it. Mm -hmm. you, like, the, the girls, girls yeah. We tried right. it, and I remember one of the teachers going, "No, no," and he kept like he kept like you were hitting on a teacher after school. Yeah, he was like a student teacher, and yeah. I remember. Can you I make this a movie? Remember this is him awesome. like like saying his name was Sandy too. Is that <laughs> the great. best name? But I, I no. vividly remember him being, like, and he was a theater teacher. So he was oh, like, there you go. And I remember him being like, "No, I can't. I absolutely." But I I, I kept thinking like he's talent. Trying to tell himself this, right? Ah, like, uh, yeah, I know. Because he was saying no, but he wasn't taking your hands off his penis. Right. He, was like, he was like, "No, this is—it's something I can't do, right, yeah. Sandy? No, right, Sandy. Right. Were you a theater girl? Yeah, I was a theater geek, man. Okay. I went to performing arts school. Wow. Did he say no? I can't because he kind of has a girl's name, being <laughs> Sandy. Could, just because he's named. Every other astronaut's wife's name from the sixties. <laughs> Sandy, I'm going up. That is the top Helen, astronaut Helen wife's name. Helen yeah. and Sandy. Everyone from this weekend's this episode of Comedy Underground in studio with us, except for Lil Rel. David tells here he's going to be at the Borgata in Atlantic City. I like that the way he says Borgata. Yeah. Borgata in Atlantic City. That's tomorrow. Also, his new special road work, you can get that at ccdirect.com for just $5. And make sure you check out the good work that Operation Purple's doing mm. at militaryfamily.org. Lynn Coplitz is here. She's going to be at the Borgata on Saturday. 
part of Jenny McCarthy's dirty, sexy, funny comedy show. Tickets available at thebogata.com. And Judah Freelander, who's going to be in Winnipeg, Canada, Rumors Comedy Club, May 15th through the 17th. And you can check out his book, How to Beat Up Anybody, at Amazon.com. And everyone here in studio is going to be on Comedy Central Saturday at 1 o'clock a.m. Nah. for David Tell's Comedy Underground. Right. That was a little too pushy. Make, put, make it seem more like a choice and not like yeah. a threat. <laughs> I think it, I think Dave it, is directing it's an angry plug. <laughs> yeah, I think that you should that the next plug should be explode on and rip the room apart yeah. and and just really go big. Kevin Meany is here. Yes, there's Kevin Meany who. This is what I wanted to fix up with Fez. Well, I oh, know really? for a fact that somebody look. He's got. He's also got with a Lynn Cheney. Lynn Cheney, Cheney. Yeah, but um, how do you want to play this? Well, <laughs> are you inviting him in or not? No, he's always invited in. But the thing is, he said on another show that he didn't even know who Fez was because oh. of that thing. Acted like he didn't even know and, I was alive. And Fez, you existed. had hard, you had bad feelings from that. Maybe. Yeah, that that yeah. hurt my feelings because I've talked to Kevin in the hallways and stuff, and then all of a sudden it came up on another radio show. Lynn, you made things uncomfortable around here, and it's like, yeah. who's Fez? Yeah, who are did. you talking about? You didn't mean to using some of your girlish. Okay, Entrapment. If anything, I talked to him in the hallways and stuff. (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, that was not a relationship that I I destroyed all of a sudden. No, no, but I mean, Fez got his feelings hurt because it got brought up on another show. And he's like, who? Who's he? Wow. And then, you know, but see, here's the thing. Because you're pretty, you don't know what it's like to be turned down by the other sex. You mean? You don't know what it's like. I've turned her down a lot. Okay, one person. I'm not. I'm first of all. I, I used to be your teacher in high school. Yes, and, <laughs> Sandy. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm old now. I'm old now. So now I get. No, you know, stop but, it. But it, um, Fez, that upsets me. Let, let's go call him in and ask him. He already him. ran away. Yeah. Did you see him run? Uh, I no. don't want to get into that. Can I tell you what he just did? I saw him. He put the Lynn Cheney thing on his crotch and wiped <laughs> it back and forth. See, that's a shot at me. I think. No, it isn't. Fez. No, you're taking no. that personal. There's been think, other gay people I in this building. I think he was being coy. Yeah. Oh, see, I that's think he thing. was being coy when he said, he, oh, "Who is that?" I think he was trying to act like, like, you know, he didn't want to act overly. But either. I heard he said, "Ooh, who is that?" To yeah. Like, Ooh, who oh, is that? this isn't right. Yeah. Ooh, but if, if, if he doesn't know who it is, why? Why does it even matter? You guys, come on, use your common sense. We don't see. We don't understand that. Put we your don't, thinking caps on. That's your world. If he, if he said, "Ooh," yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't against anyone because if he didn't even know who it was. Well, I didn't hear it. I know just that. For, it and was first of all, he's. It, it, I do heard you it. know Kevin? He's Nelly. He says ooh all the time. Like ooh, who is that? Oh, so that's, that's a good thing. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, he like, went ooh. Oh, that's right. That? That's in his act. Like he's ooh. one of my dearest friends. He oh. always says ooh. Yeah. yeah. He's like that. Well, maybe he's too good for Fez. I don't yeah, know. I think, I, he is not. Yeah, I, I think that you should have uh, Jimmy carded it and brought them two together, you know, so they can have I a dialogue. A three-way just, handshake. Yeah, but remember, Sadat got shot after we all that. We just had a moment. Ron just looked at him. Like, <laughs> good to see you. Well, I just, I'm worried about Fez. I'm, I'm concerned about Fez. I am, too. I don't you want know? to hurt Fezzy. If he would have came in, would you have been comfortable, Fez, or uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. See, like how uncomfortable? Really like he would have gone down and uh, he would have just disappeared <laughs> not, behind me. Not with his disc. No, I would have slowly <laughs> moved away. You know, like Donald Sterling, kind of moving away from NBA basketball, or like how would you do right. it? Right. 
you know, Sterling just put out a thing today that said, I'm not prejudiced. So that's, boom. That's right. all I needed to but hear. But you know what? I, know. I step up. Yeah. I might have told Kevin that Fez said he was too old for him. Oh, uh, see, that's uh, what we're saying. Why would you do that, devious little... You, you told me that, that he was too old for you. But, but who is? Kevin I or I said or that Fez? the privacy of a radio studio <laughs> with microphones. First of all, it's not polite to know someone's age. Right. I honestly think I might have told him that when I was drunk at, at Underground. Why? At Underground Why? when we were shooting the... Don't blame this on me. <laughs> Which is your fault. show, Fez. You harlot. This Underground show. <laughs> this drunken whore. Put the booze down. So wait, I don't understand. Who's, who's too old for who here at this point? No, Fez doesn't like him too old. What? That is yes. ageist. That is ageist. It, it is. is. He is ageist. I think, well, what's, what's your age range? I'm not a normalist. Range? What's your age range? Young 20s. Young 20s. Fezzi, how many people have you dated in your life? None. All right, so then how do you know young 20s? He's never had sex. Come on, Lynn. Lynn? Why would you say that? Because you said it on the last show. I know, but Dave didn't know. I didn't know that. That was the other show. (laughs) I didn't sign on for this cherry pie (laughs) tour. I thought we were all grizzled vets. Uh, see, oh, what kind of episode of Axe Men is this? It's all going back to family-friendly comedy. See Lynn oh. Coplitz at the Borgata on Saturday. Oh, that's right. Right. oh see, that one had some. That one had a little, a little regret in it. Uh, the plug, the plug's just. The, the, I'm sorry, Fez. I just took the the fun out of the plug. No, but you know what? I, I like the new plugs because they're weathered now. They've been beaten down. <laughs> they really, yeah. right, like the me. hurricane of sadness has <laughs> taken a. I think that you should. I think that you should re-examine your age grouping because uh, young twenties yeah. now—that's that's almost inapproachable. I would go for someone in the Kevin range of uh, what, what would you say? He's in his early somethings. Yeah, yeah. I would say forty, forty-five, forty. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, you're nice to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nice to you too, Fez. You were the one that said you didn't want anyone. You you wouldn't even go for thirties. But that doesn't mean I don't want to make gay friends. Fez. You, you yeah, you're not going to be friends it. with a 20-year-old guy. What are you guys going to talk about? Exactly. That's but the I, didn't, part. I didn't say that you guys couldn't be friends. I, you, I think I said you could be friends. What's your, what's your My Dinner at Andre? What's the movie that you, know, like you use as the cutoff? Like what's You need to know that movie. <laughs> Fezzy, right now, you look like you should be yelling at kids for being in your yard. Yeah. You know what I mean? You... <laughs> You don't have a look of someone that's going to be with someone in their 20s. Oh, no, no, he looks cute. He looks I'm, like the lotto guy. Unless it was yours. That's not what he was going for, though. Dude, you can you can do whatever you want, but I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, you're going to have to talk to this, this man, and, right. you know, you better, you know, Kevin is a man of the theater. I assume you like theater. No, I don't. Whoa, easy. I don't like musical theater. I don't watch Glee. All right, easy. I don't watch RuPaul's Now I know race. how Donald Sterling feels. Fez, yes, it's exactly. Wow. Like, I was just trying to be helpful. This yeah. is like Duck Dynasty. And- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like reading the Bible and shooting my gun. So you don't like musical theater. You don't like Glee. No. Right? What other stereotypes are he you... He likes are, hot are, pockets are you, are you? and Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, I, what was the question? No, I, I feel like you were saying like these are stereotypes and that we should get them. And I agree with that. What is the gayest thing about you, though, Fess? The gayest thing about me is... His mustache. The, 
It's a is big it? gay mustache, and gay guys, I think, it is like a big gay it. Mustache. Is it? Uh, then we're calling Wilford Brimley gay now. Yeah, no, no I, I believe that's it. It's Tom Selleck. It's very, it's a, it's a. It's Tom a, Selleck is straight. It, yeah, but it's very village people. Okay. It does remind me of an older New York. 70s, that mu- yeah, that older New York, yeah. But I like that, though. It's hot. I like the mustache. And the, and the fact that it's two-tone. Mm. Yeah, I like the mustache. No, it looks like you bought that shirt and it also came with uh, a ghost town. Is that true? Do you also are you the mayor of a ghost town? This is my gay shirt. It's the same shirt. Yeah. So you two guys run That's a man boy ghost town. But here's the thing, he knows like they are dressed the same, but yeah, it's like the Mambla Mambla yeah. sends them two shirts in but, the mail. See, here's the we thing. have a uniform here at Sirius. But see, Chris has a girlfriend, and he's lazy, and he doesn't give a shit. Oh, have and we ever like, seen her? Yes. yes, she's adorable. Oh, yeah, we have. Now, there's the gayest thing about him, hating women. <laughs> <laughs> you make Len feel bad, and now you're acting like Chris's girlfriend isn't pretty. But you think you have to strive to get men to like you. You got to work on it a little bit. You look retired. You. I think you look Nebraska gay. Yeah, not New York gay. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Nebraska for lack gay. Of a better That's a good term. point. <laughs> or Winnipeg. Winnipeg gay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to draw a crowd. I kind of like that Nebraska gay. That sounds yeah. like an actual like. Yeah. Judy, you better domain name that because yeah. yeah. some Nebraska gay. gay. <laughs> That's definitely like a, a style of tea or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I, Nebraska I actually, gay. And I actually think that that would be a great website for like where Nebraska gays meet, like yeah, like dot com. Like, <laughs> like now, they have, now they have where farmers meet and stuff like that. <laughs> if I was in Nebraska and if I was fucking gay, I would just go where this is the bus station because I have to get out of here. I'm in the wrong place. That's probably where you Although, would I'm meet. in the bad the part of The country's changed a lot, man. Because you know, Nebraska. that's true. New York, that's New true. York. You know, the, the the I think the main the big cities like New York, San Francisco, L.A. Like 20, 30 years ago, the, were like destination points mm-hmm. for people of different lifestyles and, and different dreams. You know, but now. It's uh, San Francisco tree. No, no, but it's less that way now because the it's, it's, it's and it's all, but no, but it's more expected and more. I mean, it's more uh, accepted in other cities and stuff. You know, Buffalo's got a gay section. You know, like stuff Pittsburgh. You Except know, it's for like Texas. You, you never, you never. Uh, so, so people don't need to move and and get away as much as they are. They can stay where they are and have their own scenes and but stuff. It's still like some is, hate out there. I mean, oh I, no, no, of course it's definitely. Still, it's you're right. There's definitely, yeah. but but it's like it's like, but things are. Still still better. Better. Yeah. You, know, it's not, you, know. you don't you don't have to like run away as far, you know. True, it's, that's it's, true. So which is which is cool, you know. But I think that's also made New York uh, less of an interesting city. You sure. know, New York's become and just listen, a corporate city. Most people moving here now aren't people that want to do something weird or different. It's yeah. it's just it's lawyers and corporate finance people, you know. And if you're one of those people who feels like you can't be accepted, there are still seats available for David Tell show. <laughs> so good. That's a nice one, Lynn, uh, the hat. You have replaced Fez now as doing the cool plugs. Dave can be everybody's friend. If yeah. you're alone <laughs> and you have nowhere to go Friday night, you don't have a date Friday? Come on down. And if you really want to get Mattel out, is your date. And if you really want to get out and get far away from all your problems, come up to Winnipeg. Winnipeg, <laughs> May fifteenth exactly. through seventeenth. And if you don't have any girls in your life, come Saturday night to the Brigada. See, that's the show I really would it like to see. Yeah. I always like when it's like comics in a, in a in a situation where it's like celebrities are like the tour, and then they bring right. on the comics. Like it's I know Jenny, rat, she's funny. It's very rat packy. Like yeah. she yells at us from the from the wings, and we all like talk and laugh. It and sounds stuff. like. Really cool, fun. like, 
old school with the new twist kind of Vegas kind of like it is. show. It's like a, you know? like a rat pack, like, like a female rat pack. Like casino kind of yeah. show. Yeah, that's, that's what cool. It's exactly the cool what thing about like, like celebrity, like women, like does she have her own makeup person that travels with her? Her sister. Like a Tonto. Like they she's have their like yeah. a sidekick, you know? And she's that's her sister great. who's a wacky, crazy JoJo. Really? She's not. She's a red hair. She's beautiful, funny. And she dances too. And the they show. are both. She's startling. That, Jojo that dances Jenny. with her too. Jenny is drop dead. Beautiful. And that Donnie. Oh, come he's, on. he's gorgeous. What did you think? They're, Lynn, they're you're disgustingly a woman. gorgeous. Fez, what do you think, Donnie? They're beautiful. What do you make your list? Your bucket. Donnie's very attractive. Yes, he's good. Huh? Yeah, he's yeah. Donnie, Donnie works. You know, it's funny you say it because Fez is mainly attracted to straight guys, right, Fez? Yeah, I always get a straight crush. Mm. Danny, uh, uh, Danny, of Donnie, all types but, of men or a certain type. All types. White or what? Yeah, white. You. No, definitely white. Yeah, it's Sterling. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> no Chinese guys? Never like Chinese Lee doesn't crush. fucking do it for you? <laughs> <laughs> Filipino? You don't like I remember Filipino? the first time I saw Jet Li in the movie, I went, mm. Yeah, you know what? Mm. You're right about that. You don't like a little black See the movie. Oh, black Apino. See uh, the Jet Li movie, Bodyguard from Beijing. It might change your mind. Yeah. Did, you train him? Did you train him, Judah? No, he's not. He he would be better if he was one of my students. <laughs> he's, Dan, he's, what a, he's what a great good. gang you brought in this week. These guys are talkers. These right? guys are good. Now, do you, in the back of your mind, <laughs> you think yourself, what was my favorite show that I've done? What oh, so far, what my best team? Oh yes, that I've please got make him make a Sophie's Ooh, choice. That's a rough yeah, one. That is. Come on, Schindler. <laughs> I love. I love. No, just say it like it is. Give man. us a list. That would be a good cutoff on your. Um, on your uh, on your Plug. how young to date yeah. Sophie's choice, and if that's some kind of if that's some kind of uh, club ecstasy in their mind, then then they're too young. <laughs> All right, if I I would say this this is what I'd like to do. I uh, tried it in L.A. last weekend at the uh, Melrose Improv, which I brought out some of the comics that were already on the show to do like a live event. And <clears throat> sorry, guys. I'm all right. Either <laughs> so way, it would be cool to bring them out on the road and like do wow. a thing. But uh, each one of them, I, I feel like, connects to a different crowd. And together, like we bring like a massive crowd. So I really can't say until all the shows have gone, gone oh, through. But Dave. Um, I'm, I'm embarrassed. My, my, that here's answer. my guess. I know, right? Here's I'm my like, guess. My we guess. weren't invited to the thing in L.A., so it's not us. We're well, that was, a, that was a fly yourself in. My, <laughs> so Metzger was there. Yeah, my, exactly. my guess would be the, the show. Show that you it would be one of the shows that you taped later on in the series, right? Where you got the all you know, where, where everything with the machine was just flowing better, you know, because this was that's you, a, you know, you know, because when you first when you Judah, do your don't first tell episode, him what his opinion is it's no, but opinion. that's a great point, Judah. And I, I was about, correct, you know, was you correct. know, like when you know this because you're a producer besides <laughs> doing this, that the first show is the roughest show of any yeah. show. They these guys were the first show, we yeah, were figuring everything maker. out. Oh my god, they, they, I, I like. Threw them like the first wave on Normandy Beach. They just went in there. We were the get a chance to put, put yeah. their gun out. But that's but, why it's good to go in with pros. No, well, that's true. I sent a hard team. Yeah, because you know, the later you get on in something, you've you you know, you figured out how to do it better and make tweaks and all that kind of stuff. I figured I I'd hit him like this. You know, I sent in a, I sent in a hot chick, a nerd, and a black. <laughs> yeah. I say, let's see how that bounces around. <laughs> then we I backed it up. Then I backed it up. I got everything they could possibly want. I sent in my you know. Um, what was that? You know, like the three, the the hip cops before Twenty One Jump Street. I threw him. Threw a little something for each one. Threw him against the wall. Yeah. See what stuck. Yeah. 
Here and you I, go, America. I said Mexican, this. this is great. Then I said in Mexican Bob, Tojo Lee, <laughs> and the Bang Bang Twins. See, it's Nothing. All, it's all strategy, man. <laughs> oh, that's a you're not only the star and producer, you're the coach. Yeah. I am. I'm, show. I, I really do feel that, um, well, Mr. either way. Rourke. Mr. Rourke. God bless Otto, because he would have been a great addition yeah, to the show. Yeah, I know. I think oh, that God. next time you do it, you should have literally have a bowl, and we should all show up every night and pick our names oh, out. Oh, that's a great idea, Lynn. I love that. I love that. Just stick them up, and we and we keep like Gilbert like on the bench because <laughs> Gilbert's am always I, ready now? to go. Am I, am I, Dave? You need me? No, Gilbert, go eat more pudding. Gilbert will always be there for a buffet. I love Gilbert. I love <laughs> David tells comedy underground. Oh, that one's crazy! It's happening Saturday night, Woo! one a.m. on Comedy Central. David Tell tomorrow at the Borgata. Atlantic City, New Jersey. His new special, Roadwork, at ccdirect.com. Just $5. Check out Operation Purple at militaryfamily.org. Do a little donation there. Lynn Complitz <laughs> on Jenny McCarthy's Dirty, Sexy, Funny Comedy <laughs> Show Tour at the Borgata Saturday night. Theborgata.com for tickets. Judah Freelander, May 15th to the 17th. <laughs> Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg, Canada. Also, his book, How to Beat Up Anybody, on Amazon.com. And Lynn Cheney's new book, James Madison, A Life Considered. <laughs> also at Amazon.com. It's David Tell's Comedy Underground, 1 a.m. on Comedy Central this Saturday night. I don't wow. know about everything, but I am picking up that Lynn Cheney book. <laughs> really? All right, we'll never beat that. So that's that got to be the out one. Thanks so much for coming in, man. Thank you so much for having Thank me, you. man. Yeah. You're listening to the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. And now, back, back to the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez, Raw Dog, XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. All right, look at this thing, Hicks. And you know what? You're old enough to feel like the older generation. I don't have anything in common with Vito Norris. There's this thing. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Up on the iBang about weak heads. And it's this kid who was smoking dab and just decided to... Um, it looked to me like he gave up completely. Now, just watch a little bit. Everybody else is partying. And look at him. He's frozen... And not moving at all. <laughs> oh, this is awesome, dude. Oh, dabs? The dabs is just like really good weed. Yeah. This is his smoke. What did smoke. before this? Yeah, can you touch him, please? Yeah, he looks really white. <laughs> Stop. His like, lips are pale. Yeah, dude. Can you touch him, please? Do you want water? First dab experience. This is 30 seconds of fun. You know he's perfectly okay because his arms are still up. If he dies, the arms drop. That's true. He's not moving at all. He's a statue. He's not resting his arms on anything. He's a fucking tin man. He turned. He turned into the Tin Man. Now, what? Watch what happens when they actually grab him. Yo, slap him. Let's see if that works. See how many times you can slap him. Get him water. Should I get him water? Yeah, he's not moving. 
No, all you did is get a little too high, dude. That's need, all. You don't need water for that. He's not dehydrated. <laughs> yes. No one stays high. That's why people have to go buy more. Somebody text Caleb's mom. Tell him to go pick him up. <laughs> Just listen to good tunes. Impressive. Tongue's starting to hang out. I watch for when they grab him, finally. Freezing niggas. I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed. I was just paralyzed. I swear to God, I was just paralyzed. This is not good. This is not good. Seriously, I was calling the ambulance. I was just paralyzed. I was just paralyzed. I was just paralyzed. Seriously. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm freaking out, man. No, no, you don't understand. Weed is not bad for you. It's not killed anybody at all. I was just stuck in time. I swear to God, I was just I was stuck in time. What are the EMTs going to do for that? No, please, 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 no, stop, please, please, no, no, stop. I was just paralyzed. You don't let me. No, you don't let me. I know this is not good. I know it. No, this is not good. Please, please, trust me. Trust me. You don't shut the fuck up in 30 seconds. All right, stop. You got to see that's up on the eye bang, though. What a mess. Everyone's gotten over high, and that's why you got a fucking pair of shades. Drop the fucking shades and ride it out, motherfucker. He was crying because he smoked some pot. This kid should be not be allowed near anything ever again. When you go sideways, don't fucking ruin everybody else's day with it. You drop the shades down, and you fucking hold on. That is just fucking sad. That makes me sad for that generation. They and you don't call the EMTs. You call fucking Vonnegut. <laughs> that panic and attack we, freaks me out. Why would they, it freak you out? They should have never brought up um, let him die or he's uh, he's not dead till his arms drop. That thing's going right in his head. No, he couldn't hear me. He was stuck in time. <laughs> he was back ten minutes ago. So wait, you're blaming the guys that didn't act like an asshole because they all smoked the same fucking dab. Yeah, yeah, it's like they, it's, well, he was fine until they put their hands on him, too. Then the panic attack kicked well, that, in. That's when he was stuck in time. So he just had an inner panic attack, not an outer panic attack. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, the fucking thing was, what he was actually yelling out is what he was doing when he was frozen. Not anything else before that. Uh-huh. It is the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Well, didn't you have that fucking problem that time, too? And uh, I forget what the fuck we were smoking. Oh, we got dosed with those cookies. Yeah. What happened? Um, that I Some actually... old lady came in. She had cookies for us, and we didn't know, but they were space cakes. Yeah, and I felt paralyzed and was freaking out because I remember I went to lay down in the office and then couldn't get back up. Well, what did you end up doing? Fucking being okay. That's what I tried to fucking point out a million times. You're okay. She sounds like the coolest old lady in the world. <laughs> yeah, she was. You know what it was? She had glaucoma, and she was fucking saying... She was here to say that it helped with her glaucoma. You know, and this was like well well before, you know, when there was like six medical marijuana people in the, in the country. And I'm going, so your eyes are better? She goes, yeah, my eyes are better. 
And I'm also starting to write music. <laughs> but, Watley, I forgot about that. Everybody got fucking weird on it. Because you know when you ingest fucking pot, it hits you hard. And when you're not ready to be high. Like, you just suddenly are high from somewhere. It lasts forever. Yeah. That, yeah, there was one time where I went in the bathroom that day and slept on the tile floor and woke up thinking I had been put in a mental institution. Well, you saw your future. That's all. I guess um, I was stuck in time. Here's our friend Mona. Mona, you're on the Run Fez show. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. That uh, You know, that's, that's really bad, but that's the last time this guy gets invited anywhere. I mean, when you have to call the paramedics for somebody to get high. First of all, I hate when anyone says call the paramedics for any fucking reason. This is why I don't do the hot sauce shit anymore. Because some asshole ends up on the floor acting like he's choking. And then the listeners are screaming he's going to die. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking, you know, it's going to cost me my career. How many times have we heard that kind of shit, Fez? Oh, constantly. Thanks for backing me up. <laughs> Every Fez time. is always right there. And I don't know how you got the nickname, uh-huh, Chris, when it belongs to Fez. Neither do I. I think it's a bullshit nickname. What are you playing, Chris? Not playing anything. I'm hearing the weird, creepy voices in the headphones. What? There's I'm... nothing on in here. It must be coming out of the booth. Is the dab video still playing? Do you hear it, Ronnie? No. There's nothing playing. I can't make out what the voices are, but there's just a lot of whispering going on. My headphones are turned up all the way. I can't hear anything. And the scary voices. You right? What? No, because I'm hearing really weird voices in my headphones. No. There's, the voices there's nothing playing on this I computer. Can't, I can't make out what they're saying, but it sounds kind of like Gollum or something from Lord of the Rings. All I'm hearing is dead air. Fez. All right, they're saying, stupid, look at you. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> In some sort of accent. Stupid, look at you. That's what it sounds like. No. No one else is hearing this. No, dude. No. All right, I'm going to sit down. Nothing's playing out of this board. Um, Remy, you're on the run of Fez show. That kid will be fine. Once he finds out, someone explains to him who's just having a panic attack. That happens to me sometimes, where as soon as you breathe out a big hit of pot, you instantly know this is going to be a problem. Well, do you know when people used to think that they were having flashbacks from acid? No one has yeah. ever fucking said the truth. That you're just having a panic attack, and a panic attack feels like when you're going fucking, you know, when you're losing on, on like a bad trip. You know what I mean? I've never that had that happen to me. Flashbacks from acid. You, people say they see, they see a dragon. Yeah, everybody that has, uh, I think people, you know, they did acid when they were younger. Then when they would have a fucking panic attack and everything would get fucking weird and strange and shit, they would go, oh my god, I'm tripping again. I'm having a bad trip. I feel like I am because the voices are now so loud I can't hear what you guys are saying. What are you talking about? There's voices in my ears where every, they're just talking over each other and very quickly and very scarily. Are you okay? I don't think I am. Has this happened before? Well, I've, heard, I've heard voices before, yeah. But never this many and never for coffee commercials. What? Coffee commercial? That's what I'm hearing about? in my head. You don't drink coffee. 
Fuzzy, should we call the shrink? Do you have one of your pills? I uh, Yeah, I have one of my pills. What do you have? Can you breathe? It's Fuzz? hard to breathe. It's Seriously. really loud. No, because I can't breathe because now the voice is breathing really hard. And Fuzzy, it's Fuzzy. fucking up my breathing. Fez, we're on the air, dude. All right, but so are all these voices and all this gasping for air. Get on mic. You're off mic and you're talking wacky. What do you have there? Uh, this is Xanax. Give me two. Can I have one? Do you want one? I'll have a half. I'll take one. All right, now the voices are just laughing. They're not even voices anymore. It's just scary noises and laughing. Hey, look who it is. It's Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hi, guys. What's happening? It's Hard Rock Johnny. All right, well, that one sounds normal. Oh. Why is he doing that? Are you fucking with him, Johnny? Oh, what? Fezzy, are you there? Johnny, you don't hear the voices? All right, stop it, Fez. What voices? Then why were you doing that? Why were you doing that voice if you don't hear them? I was talking. I was saying what's going on. I don't talk like I always talk when I call. No, you sounded very different, my friend. I don't think I. I don't know, Ronnie. That sound different to you? Um, you sound the same, but just like you're pointless today. Hashtag red string. <laughs> hashtag red string. Uh, what prize do we got to give out tonight? We'll have a DVD season of Parks and Rec signed by... I can't even hear myself talk over the voices. Fezzy, I can't even understand you. What are you saying? A DVD season of Parks and Rec signed by Nick Offerman. You just said DVDs. I did? DVDs. No, DVD season. DVDs. DVD. What kind of prize is that? DVDs. No, it's a DVD complete season of Parks and Rec. Signed by Nick Offerman and Chris Pratt. All right, so tonight when Joe Mandy is uh, up on uh, this uh, late, is it late? Late night. Late night. Um, I guess you just write into us at Ron and Fez, say, well, or, you know, send your big, uh, now here's what you do. You send your congratulations to him, hashtag Red String, hashtag Red String. That's how it's all going to go down. Um, all right, thanks for calling, Johnny. Later, boys. Bye. And tag Ron and Fez SXM onto that tweet how many, as well. How many fucking things you got to do now? Now you got to do 19 things. <laughs> hashtag Red String. Come on, Ben. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, how's it going? I had myself a little panic attack when uh, that, that, uh... I think my head's going to explode if the voices don't stop. They're all on top of each other and going a mi uh, million miles a minute. When they, when they had that earthquake happen in Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah, I was on the road for three days. My wife was telling me about it. And then I got home and she smoked some Maui Wai with me. And then she put it on and I thought it was happening like real time. I, I, I was living up in Michigan and I thought for sure like waves were going to flood the rivers and flood the, the lakes around Michigan and Michigan was going to be underwater and I thought like that was the end of the world right there. How about you, uh, Fez? What's like the last panic attack you had? Um, probably the one I'm currently having with listening to the voices that are just gasping for air and saying Fez. things like disgusting over and over again in my head. Just relax. Have a LaCroix. 
Well, look, wash down the Xanax with it. It's a good uh, idea. Um, that's what it sounds like. That's what you were doing. You were at home. And we also have Chelsea Handler tickets to give away today. How do we do that? Um, if you're in the Miami area, Chelsea- Miami. Yes, Chelsea Handler is going to be on her "You Got to Be Kidding Me" tour live at the Fillmore Miami Beach in Miami on Friday, April fourth, as part of the South Beach Comedy Festival. So give us a call, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you're in Miami, these Chelsea Handler tickets are worth about, what, 100 bucks a piece? No. Uh, this, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Two, uh, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't hear what the noise is in my head. Fezzy, just... The pair of tickets, $200, approximate retail value, transportation not included. All right, that's two tickets, approximately worth $200. This is a great show to take your chick out to. You're like, honey... You know, you like Chelsea Handler? I went out and got us tickets for it. Oh, thank you. I love you so much. Oh, well, that's just me trying to be here for you. I'm trying to be your lovable poppy. Oh, thanks, Daddy. It's poppy, not Daddy. You just got, you took it to a whole sick fucking thing based on what happened when you were a kid. It's my culture. the Jennifer Lopez song. All right. You don't have to be first tonight. We're not going to do a first on the red string. Just the people that hashtag the red string, send it to Joe Mandy. One of you guys is going to win the big prize tomorrow. Say something nice. Say something. Yeah, say something nice it. to him. Because yeah. hey. you love Joe Mandy, right? <laughs> You're doing great, kid. Give him a big ups. You're on your way, pal. You are on your way. <laughs> to the moon. Writing show. Writing for a fucking show. No more. You're going to have your own life. And Nick Kroll will end up writing for you. Uh, here's Brianna in Florida. Brianna, go ahead. Hi, how you doing? You're on the air. Oh, hi. What can we do for you? Oh, well, I just heard about the giveaway for the uh, Chelsea Handler tickets. Well, then, honey, you're a big, big winner. Oh, that's awesome. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> what, uh, what part of um, the, the uh, Florida you in? West Palm. West Palm, best Palm, I always say. And that's when I fuck with the people from Palm Beach. All right, hold on. No. You're going to be going to the Chelsea Handler show tonight. Um, but really, have we decided what we're going to say to him? Great job, pal. Disgusting. You killed it. You slayed my man. Hey, nice one, dog. Dogsy. <laughs> Dogsy, you brought it, Dogsy. You just slayed my pussy. Hashtag red string. Should Dogsy be the new saying of the Ron and Fez show? It's Since new. No one's done it before. No one's using what? it. What? <laughs> How about way to do it, Joe? Watch JB Smooth. Way to do it, Josies. How about my man? How's my man? My Mandy. Joe Mandy, well, you came and you gave my man. How about we just write who the man? 
You the man. Who the man? Dot, dot, dot. D. Hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, uh, Fez isn't going crazy. Uh, there is something coming out of the uh, the radio that's uh, over over your guys' I hear it. I don't hear anything. And it repeats. It starts with insults like disgusting and stupid. Then it goes into some sort of stock thing and into a coffee commercial. I turn my my I turn my headphones off on several times. Mess with the volume. There's nothing wrong with the jack in mine. I mean, there's nothing coming out. That was a very technical explanation. Let's get to the bottom of this. Why are you snapping? Why are you screaming and snapping at him? Arsenio. Alright, someone just mentioned Arsenio. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yes, I hear that noise, too, coming through on the radio. It sounds like a bunch of laughing, heavy breathing, and all that crap going on. That's our show. Yes. I smoke. Are you guys fucking with Fez? No. It's actually coming through on the radio. I'm calling from Virginia the first time I ever called. I feel sorry for the guy having to listen to it. We all feel sorry for Fez. (laughs) Fez, stuff might be leaking out of your head onto the radio. It's making me nauseous. I think I'm going to throw up my Xanax. Ted in Providence, you're on the run of Fez show. I'll take that. Hey, hey, guys, a million bucks. Uh, Fezzy, I just wanted to tell you that I love you and you're going to be okay, buddy. It's, it's okay. You're going to be okay. Say the goddamn word. <laughs> you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. <laughs> Are doesn't... you a doctor, Fez? No. Did you go to medical school? No. I just heard the term April 7th. Oh, that was in my own head. <laughs> just hold on to April 7th. It's all going to be over, Fez. Good comeback. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Doing our best to give you a pound. <laughs> Call the show if you're also hearing voices. What? (laughs) Anyone? You want crazy people to call the fucking show? Do you realize that that's the first time you've ever spoke to our audience? And your fucking line was, call the show! Call the show if you're hearing voices! Tell me! Call the show! 866-05! Call the show! Hi, this is Fez Watley from the Rod of Fez Show, asking for your calls. Frank in Delaware. Uh, Ron, I've been listening for the past 30 minutes. I cannot hear a thing. I don't know what Fez is talking about. Have you been in counseling lately? You need to, you know. I go tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, uh, see the therapist. Oh, I got a note from your therapist and said, You're gonna be okay! Call the show if you hear voices! And Fez Watley in New York City! I'm not trying to start a panic! <laughs> um, Alright, someone write in. Uh, are you going to record the promo with this, or is this like another live from the last time that you did a hashtag contest and you never ran the promo? Oh, let me find our executive producer. Hi. That's me. Did we record that promo yet? 
No, we have not. Did we promise we would record a promo and put that person's name in it? Yes, we did. You're going to be okay. You see, if we had fucking Jay Moore here, he could be doing all those voices. I'm going to go in and do ONA tomorrow. You know why? I miss the ONA channel. Mm-hmm. I miss the love. I miss the fun, the companionship. What time should I go in? Should I go? I'm either going to go in 10.25 or 6 a.m. I don't know which one. I'll be somewhere in between the two. going to miss them. Randy in Oklahoma. Yeah, I hear voices in the background. Huh? I hear voices in the background. Sound like somebody speaks Spanish. Call me if you hear the voices. It's Fez. That may be Norris. You hear someone speaking Spanish? That's racist. Send Norris in here. I want her to see if she's ready to do this song with us. I don't want to talk through the dead air. You're carrying it, though, today, Fezzy. Carrying it. Norris is on her way. Good. I can't wait to see her. Norris, we haven't seen you. Have a seat, honey. We haven't seen you since, didn't you? You went in for midterms or something like that? Yeah, I had a midterm. How did you do? Good. Are I was you almost re- late. You ready to sing your new song? What's the name of it? I Love Poppy. I love you, puppy. I love you, puppy. Yeah. <laughs> See, some people think that they were saying puppy, but they're fucking racist. It's puppy because she said it on Ellen. She said I, it was puppy. What's puppy mean? Poppy. Okay. <laughs> you like the, the, the Jennifer? The Jennifer Lopez? She's cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's, hear, let's just get to the hook on this. You got it? All right. Play the song. Get to the hook. And let her do it. I love you, puppy. Why are you looking at me? I can't. Okay, we won't look. All right, take it back to the beginning. And no one You're looking at me, and then it's intimidating. Okay, we're not going to look. Look away. Don't anybody look. Fez, don't look. I'm not looking. All right, are you ready? Fez, how are you doing there? Are you okay? I'm good, but I'm not looking at you. Okay, cool. It's nice when the interns check. Other <laughs> uh, the voices in my head, I'm just ducky. Go ahead, let's do this. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. She did it. Now that voice you heard was Norris. That's all. That one I recognized. Aaron, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. Uh, Aaron in New Mexico. So, Pepper, I know you're, you're talking shit out of that kid. Fucking shouldn't be smoking weed no more or whatever. Look, I climbed. I'm fucking 37 years old. I climbed the mountains many times, man. I've been as high as you can get. And not until recently, I just it's just getting too much, man. I started getting anxiety attacks and that shit. I had to quit. It's just yeah. too much. You uh, you had your fill. That's all. That's all. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Real quick, are you guys heard about the shit popping off here in Albuquerque? No, we hear very little Albuquerque news. Um, uh, I guess uh, Anonymous uh, has posted 
They want to occupy downtown Albuquerque. Uh, there's been some controversial police shootings down here. You can check it out on Live Leak if you just pop in APD shootings. They shot a homeless guy in the mountains in the back. Hmm. All right, thanks. So, that was right, up on bro. the iBang. They released the footage of them lighting up some homeless drifter. Here's uh, Queen Elizabeth. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, I everything sounds fine to me. It's actually louder than your voice right now, uh, Queen. Really? Yes. Oh. I mean, everything, Ron. You sound great. It's at the part where it's just big gasp and sounds like a thumping going on in my head. Oh. So you're just explaining it to us? I'm, yeah, I'm letting everyone, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't hear it, this is what's going on. So it's a truth bomb. <laughs> I guess, if it's real. That's weird. <laughs> it's really making me feel sick to my stomach. Um, well, you paint a picture, Fez. You paint a picture. Uh, Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Fez, I just want to let you know you're not crazy. I'm hearing the voices too. I'm hearing Good. Ron and Pepper and Shelby and you. We're all here, Fez. That's the voices you probably hear. We're here. We're okay. I know it's weird. These are all different voices talking about coffee. You want some coffee? Is that it? No, I don't want any coffee. I don't need any caffeine. You send the we can send her to her backyard to dig some up. <laughs> Do you people grow coffee? Yeah. Is that part of it? Yeah. <laughs> and weed? I don't know. That the Dominican dirt fucking <laughs> pot that you have down there? <laughs> She's good saying I love you puppy song. How come we, we ought to cut an album with her? We've got the stuff. Are you a good singer? No. What do you want to so. sing? Ballads? <laughs> Put out a mixtape. Bachata. You want to go with mixtape? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Jump. Jump now. Jump in front of the car. Go on. Go on. Do How's it going? Do, it. do us an impression of what you hear. Don't. Jump in front of the car. Jump in front of the car. car. Jump in front of the car. Yes. Jump in front of the car. That's crazy. We're inside. There's no cars here. Jump in front of the car. Stupid. Disgusting. Truth bombing, huh? I'm doing an impression of the voices in my head. They are in your head, then, you're saying. If no one else hears them... I thought you always told us that you heard voices. But never like this before. Never this many at the same time and this quickly. Fuzzy. And this constantly. Hush, hush. Keep it down now. Voices carry. Okay. I said shut up. Why don't you shut your mouth? Nobody knows your early Amy Mann when she was with Till Tuesday. I thought Amy Mann meant everything to you little hipsters. We're familiar with her acting work. Yeah. Um, David, you're on the Run and Fez show. David, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Fez, you sure that's not the voice of uh, the ghost of a murdered cat saying cookie? Cookie? Is that what it's saying? Cookie? cookie. I haven't heard that come up. Cookie? Cookie? Eric, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. 
It is why we come in here every day, Fez, so people can hear voices. These are unrecognizable, scary voices. I just didn't know if I should call in every day when I hear voices coming over to Ron and Fez show. Call in if you hear extra voices. Bonnie, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, I, I think I'm hearing the voices, and I wonder if it's a sign that maybe I should look for a new job after April 6th. Feel free to do what you want. I'm going to be fine, honey. <laughs> I love you, Fez. Sounds like it. Tonight, Joe Mandy is going to be on Late Night with Seth Meyers. When you hear him use the phrase red string, hashtag that, hashtag red string, at Ron and Fez, SXM, and your chance to win a prize tonight, a season on DVD of Parks and Rec, signed by Nick Offerman and Chris Pratt. You love the Joe Mandy, huh? Yeah, he's doing it up. He's doing it different. It's hilarious. Doing it up, doing it different, it's hilarious. Yeah. That's the craziest fucking accolades I've ever heard in my life. That's true. Did you feel like your water went over with him? Yeah, he loves LaCroix water. It's delicious. He went and bought a six-pack. I've never seen when he... Like, here's the thing about Shelby. When he loves someone, he loves them with all his little dark heart. That's why it all to go. All goes smoothly. <laughs> what? That's why it all to go... Go perfectly. Sure. Sense. This is Fat. Give me a call for your voices. Eight Ron Zero Fat. Eight six six Ron Zero Fat. It's my first time asking for calls. What are you hearing? Red rum. Red rum. I'm sure that's in there. Red rum. There's death thoughts. Suicide thoughts all flying through there. Um, Joe in West Virginia, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I wanted to let Fezzy know that I heard the voices saying, don't get on the elevator. Stay off elevator. Um, happy birthday to Quentin Tarantino uh, today. Uh, I only found that out from Robert Rodriguez. And also, Opie has two new pictures up for sale on Opie Radio. Let's take a look at these. Opie's like a photographer, and I was talking to a friend of mine about maybe him doing a gallery show. Holy shit. These pictures are pretty cool. I love a gallery show. It's usually some sort of a bar. I know. Bar. I was inviting to invited to a gallery uh, thing for a painter this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk about it tomorrow if you remind me. Um, Rich, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. I know we're all having fun with uh, Fez, but... I hope you're not trying to run them off, because if he leaves, that probably means more experience, and nobody wants that. Disgusting. I wish I could hear him. I just keep hearing the word disgust. A woman's voice yelling "disgusting" over and over. That's the only thing that you've heard. Bill in Boston, you're on the run of Fez show. Ron, I think I'm hearing a voice. It sounds like, why didn't the comedy nerd want Jay Moore in studio? 
Answer us, Shelby. And not Answer one of them in studio. Inside your head. Oh, we also have a uh, first responder winner from yesterday for uh, Miss Rachel Lichtman. Oh, yeah. That's good to finally get around to that. Uh, she, Way to go, Plug King. This person won Animals, signed by Mr. Eric Burden. This is a fucking great prize. It's sick. And that is the winner. Yes. It's Duck Stanley. At Duck Stanley is the winner. We're tweeting at so we just let you see your name in it and you pick them out? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't pick them because it was Stanley. Favorite was animal name. and his last name. I'd like to apologize to everyone not named Stanley. <laughs> Stanley had nothing to do with this. They got a great prize. Um, here's Jeff. Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Those voices sound distinctly like Randy Orton trying to sweet talk Fed. No? Is that what I, you're hearing, Randy Orton? No, I wish it was the Viper. <laughs> what? Sick reference, bro. Sick reference. <laughs> they finally stopped. So, what, wrestling? No, the voices. Why won't you give me a pound? I'm trying. That's as much as you'll try. I got that, short arms. You see what the metaphor is there? If you don't, if you stop, don't you know? Run around and get it, or jump, whatever. Just let yourself be stopped. And I like to teach that to young kids all over. Um, I know you want a career now, Norice. And anything that's in the way between you and your dreams is worth quitting for. That's what I like to say to the kids. Failure is just a... What did you do that for? <laughs> I was trying, trying to give you a pound. Trying to be a good boy, just do what exactly you were taught the second it happens? Come on, give me a pound. Where's the good boy? Where's the good boy to run around? Where's the good boy to run around? Say, that's the thing. Well, we got to wrap this one up today. Maurice, you want to sing a little more for us? Corporate Coffee Future. Put her song back on. Don't look at her. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. This is going to be gigantic, this song. Fez, what's wrong? You hear Jennifer Lopez in your ears? <laughs> yes, I believe I do. 24 hours. And take a power shower and i'm feeling like it's me and you i don't doubt it you can drop it how you want i ain't trying to count my i'm loving me some you i wish you'd get back with ben Affleck again that's when they were at their best no i like her with mark anthony no that's done they're not together anymore. i like them together i like to see her you know she's done so well in her career let her get a white guy She's she's had everything. Yeah, she, uh, she has <laughs> definitely. She has. Oh, there's a Chinaman somewhere. Like it's my turn next. There's a cock rainbow on the top of the fucking bed. More on, more fans. This is the best of Ron and Fans on Raw Dog. Serious XM comedy hits. Channel 99.